We should start right out the gate by saying this is going to be a filthy, dirty, dirty boy episode. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Your community pervert. Uh, <laughs> we we rented our community pervert specifically for this episode. We are going to have conversations about boobies and penises and vaginas. And butt plugs. And butt plugs. And what they are. And f- <laughs> And they will all relate to the topic. It's not just us being crass. This will be, but this will be our crass episode. The crassest. This is the crassest. I, I, I think it might outdo what, what superheroes, superheroes eat pussies. Yeah. the crassest. It, yeah. Okay. I think so. Because hmm. I don't think I said vagina in that episode. I don't think vagina is a crass word, though. No, you're right. Pussy is definitely that's the more crass. crass. Yeah, the mm. crasser of the. the... I prefer puss. <laughs> no, see the stank you just put on it is the most <laughs> crass thing you could have done. <laughs> so now you have surpassed. Ah, <laughs> uh, just you outcrashed break, yourself. Breaking new records here, uh, crassed all over the place. <laughs> if you're not comfortable with that, join us next week where we will cover something that is not crass but equally disgusting. I can't guarantee you that what we're covering is not crass, but it will not be you know it will not be of such a se- a seriously sexual nature. Yes, yes. Consider that, this your content that. warning. Great. There will also be some discuss- frank discussion of consent. So yes, absolutely. Uh, there's other things, but especially that. So for our opening, I was going to uh, I ran out of time, but I was going to offer you an ultimatum of we either talk about the movie we're going to talk about today, or you and I could. I was going to take, I was going to get a paperclip and unfold it. And then if we kind of like put it up each other's urethras and then kind of like touch in the middle, then no, we can skip it. No, we're not. No, we, we are skip not. It. We skip we're it. we're not doing because Lady it, in the Tramp style sounding. No. But it would Just... hurt less than what we were about to do. Would it? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. So since I forgot the paperclip. Oh, thank God. So, uh, so you, you hit his paper clips is what all I'm of them. Okay, good, 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 good. There is a lot of um, sexiness in the movie we're going to cover. Uh, and we had a discussion over like how do actors who are not actually having sex put each other's genitals near each other. And I, I have a personal story about that. Um, Please share. Because I, I had said the word cocksock and you looked at me like what? And I was like, yeah, you know, a cocksock. Yeah, a cocksock. Um, yeah, I'm aware of cocksocks. It's, I guess professionally it's called modesty. Sock. Yes, it is See, technically and, a modesty sock, but the, come on. But like the rhyme, sock, the rhyme is right, right there. there. It... So when I was a freshman in college, it was the very first show that I did at IUP. Um, definitely didn't have any effect on my trajectory. <laughs> uh, I I was in this show called Nude Descending a Staircase, which is based loosely on the painting by the cubist painter uh, Marcel Duchamp. New Descending a Staircase, uh, the murder mystery involving um, – and, and Marcel – it makes sense if you knew who Marcel Duchamp is and his buddy Man Ray, uh, where there's a lot of gender flipping, where like uh, – I forget which one would dress as a woman sometimes. Well, I was the woman in this. I think that was Man Ray, but I'm not 100% right. sure. I think you're right. Well, I was the woman 
And the director, who shall go unnamed because it's not a flattering story for him. Fair. Because he was a cunt. Uh, <laughs> was like, okay, well, we got to make you a cocksock because you're getting, you are the nude descending the staircase. You shall be nude, but you can't have a wiener. And I was like, well, so he made, he made a cocksock for me. And he's like, all right, it's time to try on your cocksock. And I was like, fantastic. I, I'm a freshman. I'm terrified. So I went in the one, like the one of the back hallways and I had this uh, kind of like nylon. It, it basically looked like a, a condom made out of nylon. Sure. Um, but and I was like, okay, well, maybe that's what it, what it do. It just need, it'll stretch. No stretch. It was like a little hat for my penis. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, and the, but there was, like, there was a snap. There was like a little like. Um, There's a snap. Yeah, kind of. That seems dangerous. Kinda, like one of those little snappy things like you have on sure. a shirt. Yeah, I was the like the ideal mm. ones where you could just like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's you ripping your shirt open for anybody. <laughs> who can't see. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my apologies. But I was like, okay, so my maybe like maybe cock socks don't go over the 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 testicles. I'm like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I like was like, haha, it doesn't fit. And he, the director was like, what do you mean it doesn't fit? I'm like, it doesn't, it's not even close. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. Like, no, seriously. No, but for real, like. No, I'm not flexing. I, I'm not flexing. I can't fit a nut in it. I am I, I am <laughs> as nervous as can be in it is trying to hide and it still does yeah, not fit. It's trying it's to just... cr- climb back inside and it, it is not happening. So uh, this is actually the origin story for Rob and I's friendship. Because I was like, Rob, what am what am I to do? And he's like, I'll say you a cocksock. Rob is a champion. And friend he like, of the podcast. Went went to like Joanne's, bought some like meat flavored or yeah, meat flavored. Meat flavored. <laughs> <laughs> meat colored uh <laughs> fabric. Flesh toned. Yeah. That's what it said. Meat colored. Yeah. Uh, Versus I just pictured like a sirloin or like a raw piece of beef colored yeah. fabric and I was like mm. it was like little steak patterns marbled yeah. um, <laughs> this one's kind of fatty and he he's like alright so I'm going to make you three okay so you've got you got a, you have a stockpile we have baby bear mama bear papa bear not not three this isn't like what if I burst through one I have two backups and he like gave me baby bear and I'm like that's me shaking my head no no it's like mama bear like no. no. He's like, all right. <laughs> uh, I kept that cock sock for years, terrified that I would get cast in something that would require me to hide my genitals. So you, you wanted to be prepared so I you didn't to, have to go right. through all of that again. Right. Uh, I finally, like, got rid of it when I moved over to, like, I moved to Pittsburgh. I was like, this isn't coming with me to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't need this anymore. Um, which is I, you know, I did, I did end up doing a nude scene though, uh, not long after that. Wait, really? Yeah. Shit. Um, <laughs> you might I have just, made I it. I just forgot about. I just remembered that that I I did a, in a scene in Homemakers where I'm passed out, drunk and naked. <laughs> I the scene got cut too, so I'm like, God damn it! You've got to be fucking. But kidding I, I kind of like just kind of like rolled into a snowball and kind of like held it between my thighs, <laughs> my genitals. <laughs> yeah, just a little dick snowball. Yeah, yeah. No, like, so, so totally you, really, you ever seen my my butt? I've seen your oh. butt. No, they were they the the audience was only seeing my butt. The oh, camera's okay. only seeing my butt. There was another actor in there in there that was like full ding ding dong. Oh wow! Yeah, good okay. for him. Good, good for him. him. Yeah. I just went with the snowball. 
We didn't get full ding dong in this. We just got no. We cubes. did. We we'll, did get some neck. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll get uh, there. So that's that's my sexy time actor story, in which I was a woman with my junk in a sock made by my good friend Rob. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. I I hope that someday he gets married so I can do that story at his wedding. At his wedding. Oh my god, that'd be uh, amazing. <laughs> So for our uh, opening, I decided to see if I could find a romance novel name generator. Okay. And I did, but it's specifically like kind of like Pride and Prejudice style. Okay. So you're no- getting more Jane Austen right, than the L.J. Right, here. right. Okay. Just so you know, as, as, so when I'm going into uh, Welcome to Drazzle, the podcast takes award-winning worst films and fixes them. I'm host Graham Bouchamp. <laughs> and here to suffer alongside me, as always, is also host... Marmaduke Walcott. How you doing, folks? <laughs> Today we... You say Marmaduke, and for some reason, that's the voice that <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a choice. <laughs> uh, today we're joined by professional pervert and silly goose, my partner, goblin girlfriend, Florinda Taps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I was... I'm like, this guy kind of stupid, but then I it's... landed on Florinda Taps, and I'm like, well, I gotta yeah, I gotta that. use that. Gotta yeah. say that out loud. I'm oh, here. God. Is, is it Florinda? Florinda. That's it rhymes. It Florinda. Does. Florinda yeah. Belinda. <laughs> All of the movies on Durazzled won Worst Picture at the Razzies. The Razzies, for those you don't know, are something of a reverse penis. They recognize the worst films of the year. God damn it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh with thirty seven <laughs> remaining films to pick from, and knowing the sort of sicko Belinda is, <laughs> I have I have chosen to scandalize us with 2015's Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my god. It was really 2015? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, for this episode, you've both you you started to reread the book Belinda. Yeah, I didn't get very far um, this time. Joe, you I powered through the entire audio book went... in 2 days. <laughs> at at well, so it's a 19 hour and 40 minute uh audio book. I listened to it starting off at 1.5 times the normal speed thinking that'll be enough time I should be able to get through that fast enough uh, and by the end of it I was so sick of the experience wanted to be done that I ended up going as fast as 2.2 times Audible will let you go as fast as 3.5 which at that point it's just yeah. unintelligibly it's like bizarre chip, chip monk fucking well no the tone was definitely like adjusted or the pitch was adjusted oh. so that you never actually got to chip monks with this which I is the one thing I'm grateful for in that entire experience. <laughs> so what I, I've I've had no exposure to this prior to oh boy. Uh, this podcast. Other than like hearing people either be really into it and being uh the, I God, I, I guess I'll say this up front. If if this is part of your sexual awakening, I guess I'm sorry, but also I don't mean to offend like I'm not trying to shame you, but there's there's such better porn and BDSM, there's there's just there's better outlets to find your way into this world. But if it is, if it was your way in, welcome. If you uh, have a family video near you, there's a whole back room that probably has better options. <laughs> the, sometimes you'll find weird p- parodies. Uh, I remember walking into some friends watching the Monsters porn parody. Um, oh, no. Still better than <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. I would believe that, actually. It's weird how often... Maybe it's a theater people thing, but it's weird how often I would walk into somebody's house, like go to hang out, and they'd just be watching porn parodies. Anyway, yeah. uh, hmm. 
College. College. <laughs> so, what was your exposure to before this episode? So, uh, the one thing that I think is important to preface is that smutty romances are my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I think it's um, true for a lot of people. And but what's funny is my mom didn't limit me on what I consumed with like books, movies, etc. Except when it came to the romance novels hmm. and not because of the smut, but because of the toxic things we learn. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want that to be my exposure. Unfortunately, as soon as I got old enough to start controlling my own reading, I binge read the shit out of everything I could get my yeah. hands on that was a romance novel. So, first, I think what's important to say is that in the grand scheme of the shit that I have read, Fifty Shades of Grey ain't that bad. <laughs> as far as... <laughs> as far as, like, I've legit read, like, romances where a key point in the story is, like, she got kidnapped by a bunch of bikers and mm. then she fell mm. in love, like... There are some toxic, toxic, unhealthy things. Like straight up Stockholm Syndrome kind of shit going Absolutely. on. Yeah. But at the same time, there's that disconnect of making sure that you know it is fantasy. Because fantasy is okay. Because sometimes we fantasize about things that we know aren't healthy. I think by making this movie mainstream, it it tells the general public that the behaviors of Christian Grey, <laughs> Marmaduke Walcott. Uh, <laughs> don't you put me, don't you wrap <laughs> me up in this. <laughs> are, are okay. They're, it's like, oh, this is a mainstream movie. What he does is okay as far as consent stuff goes. Whereas like finding some dirty biker porn. I agree. But at mm-hmm. the same time, if you watch, this is not, was this one of the big like mainstream, your mom and her best friends and your sisters all went to watch this together and read it together. Is this probably one of the first of that? Yes. But at the same time, I'm from the generation where I read Twilight. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are so many really, really bad examples of unhealthy relationships. The difference is this brought in a known taboo, which is kink. For me, when you look at the media that exists and our exposure to what people think romance is, the biggest difference between this is that it brought in the kink element, which is automatically taboo. I guess. Not to defend it, because I have like my pre-non-monogamy and kink Mm. reaction and my post-non-monogamy and kink reaction. But I think it's important to not put it alone on this pedestal. Of problematic things, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's reasonable it, to say. It does. It it worries me because BDSM is a taboo that this is the public's perception of it. Yeah, this is the first thing to really break into mainstream consciousness that like confronts that topic head on. Yeah. And it doesn't do so in a very responsible way. <laughs> Unfortunately, these are... This book is the example of like all the chuds that you meet. like. On dating apps, like, the first time uh, somebody, especially a femme, walks into, like, a kink event 
there's just a swarm <laughs> of those dudes just like waiting. Like it wasn't so long ago that somebody sent me a message like, I like my woman submissive. And I was like, okay, so like what does submission look like to you? Mm-hmm. Never answered my question, would like talk around and be like, hey, darling, how are you? And I was like, so what does submission look like to you? What does submission look like to you? Eventually, yeah. he unmatched me <laughs> because obviously I was not going right. to fall into that. He, but He wasn't expecting a quiz, and nor was he prepared for one. No. Pop Good quiz. Uh, Joe, what did you know of Fifty Shades before? Uh, so episode? in my late teens, early 20s, uh, I picked up a number of different books that my sister had actually read before me. Uh, specifically the Harry Potter series and the first of the Twilight books. And I I, I distinctly remember picking up the first Twilight book because mm-hmm. li- my sister had recommended it. And at the time I was working at Kennywood, uh, which if you're not from Pittsburgh is an amusement park. Uh, and some of my some of my coworkers, specifically male coworkers, were like, "Yeah, no, it's actually better than you think it's going to be. Like, give it a give it a shot." So mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, fine. I need some summer reading. I don't, you know, I don't don't feel like getting anything heavy. I'll give Twilight a shot." And I got through the first half of the book and was like, "You know what? They're right. It's not as bad as it seems." And then I got and then I finished the book and I went, "Fuck off! <laughs> I hate this." <laughs> so I had Twilight in my consciousness at the time, and then like that. Like, within a year after having finished it, Fifty Shades of Grey came out. So, it was on, like, that subject matter was already on my radar because Fifty Shades of Grey started as Twilight fan fiction. Sure, yeah. And at, also, at that time, I was making friends with a bunch of people who happened to be in kink scenes and were, you know, more mm-hmm. sexually experienced than I was at uh, at the time, and were aware of it, were eager to read it, and then after having read it, were not thrilled. <laughs> so, Which I can't wait to get to that discussion. Hey, let's talk about where they can find us so they can yell at us for having this episode. Yeah, good point. Yeah, if you want to chide us for having done this thing, uh, we <laughs> you can find us uh, on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can email us at uh, derazzledpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, you can find us on anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, so please find us there, rate and review the show. So we pop up in search results uh, more easily so people can discover us and then also chide us for having done this thing that we're doing. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, let me, I don't want to do this, but I have to <laughs> let me get through the summary of this fucking movie. Oh, Christ. Okay. Here we um, go. As quickly as I possibly can. Uh, just for some context, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was birthed into this world by a horny, horny Twilight fanfiction uh, written by first-time author and almost definitely a horse girl, Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. Oh, was that like her? her that uh, was her, her first pen name. For, okay. Or is it E.L. James, which we discovered was Electric Labia James. <laughs> um, thank you, uh, interns, for finding that first. And uh, <laughs> Yes. Interns. Or in- <laughs> the penguin behind you. <laughs> or it's butt that nobody can see up on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> butt would be appropriate for this episode. Yeah, uh, honestly. But also it's 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 Erica Mitchell's. But also uh, anyway, somehow out of the endless stream of free and near free smut that exists online, this is the one that Universal Pictures turned into a trilogy. You look at me in the eye and you tell me there's a god. <laughs> <laughs> You look me in the eye, Kirk Cameron, you tell me <laughs> after having experienced this. Oh, God. Can you imagine sitting through this movie with him? Oh, God. I Anastasia, <laughs> Annie, Anna, Anna, 
Steele's shitty roommate friend has the flu. So she sends Anastasia in her place a sacrifice. The 20-year-old lit major, who is not a journalism major, no. interviews rich 27-year-old entrepreneur dickhead Christian Steele. They both have names that I like hate to say. They're... His name is not Christian Steele. It is Christian Gray. Oh, uh, yeah. I, she got you there. <laughs> well, yeah, here's what it is. I, I went to school with a Chris, Chris Steele. Oh, really? So, oh, like, this is going to be rough. Just, <laughs> it's going to be rough for you yeah, today. Who is like not a dickhead. Uh, okay, good. Was I'm glad, real, he was real. He was very sweet. Um, I'm glad that Chris Steele is not a dickhead. Um, so we apologize to Chris Steele. <laughs> sorry, Christian Gray. Thank you. Uh, he is a dickhead who belittles her. She's into it. Later, normal guy Christian stalks his prey to her place of work, where she he purchases various uh, bondage accoutrements. Not that she realizes that. Not but... that she realizes that because she's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> and thinks he's gonna murder. It, it, well, she it does make a serial killer joke. Yeah, right. Well, well, it's either he's in the kink or he's going to kill a person. Those are the two options based upon what he bought. Uh, Anna says her shitty roommate would like some pics for her article. Business entrepreneur Christian apparently has a lot of free time to hang out with undergrads and says yes. <laughs> it's uh, his favorite pastime. <laughs> I love hanging out with undergrads. They're not obnoxious at all. <laughs> I'm speaking about myself, undergrads. I'm sorry for my our two undergrad <laughs> listeners. Gay Hispanic BFF Jose takes pics. Wait, what'd you say? Gay Hispanic. He's not gay. He's not gay. At the moment that I met him, <laughs> I was certain he was gay. Mm. Listen, you read the book. I didn't. He had he gave me major gay vibes when he first showed up. Yeah, he's not gay though. That's like a story beat. I, I, I will get to that. Okay, you're ruining the story. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Wait, I'm ruining. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hispanic. BFF, who gives off gay vibes, Jose, takes photos while Lord Byronian vampire Christian <laughs> fucks Anastasia with his soulless eyes. How do we always cover movies with so much eye fucking? There's so much eye fucking. But like, like not good, good eye, eye fucking. fucking. I was going to mention this later, but there's a, a scene in Barry Lyndon where he is eye fucking the like Duke's wife from across the table as they play cards. And I was like, fully erect and there was not a single titty in the scene there's not even a single word um i think she like undid her hair and that was it i was like i am so turned on thank you (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile they're like full-on like ugly humping and i'm like i do nothing for me anna and christian go for coffee they reveal they're both single but christian doesn't do romantic relationships so when their uh, nauseatingly cliche repartee gets steamy, Christian hits the brakes. That basic bitch can't handle his spanks. God, what's a pervert to do? If only there was a place for him to connect with someone who has uh, incorporated their fetishes into their life so he doesn't have to prey on those doughy-eyed Bella Swan types. Mm, fetish, 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 fetish lives, fetish, fetish, lives. Fetish lives, fetish lives. Fetishy, fetishy place, life, fetishing, fet, 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 life, feta, 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 that's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, uh, why am I like this? 
The subs way. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. How did I never see that? I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, fuck. Wait, really? Yeah, that was a complete accident. <laughs> I just... Subs way. Can you like imagine? you were making. No. Walking was, into a... That was a happy accident. <laughs> Which is what you're going to have at a subway. Yeah. <laughs> oh Ooh, boy uh Ooh, anyway <laughs> oh god uh so last the internet doesn't exist in this world uh so he tells her to keep away he immediately sends her an expensive gift classy smut but the first editions classy smut oh is that what those books are yeah yeah test test of the Dubervilles or whatever. I I've never read them. I have no. This is that was something else that kind of pissed me off about this whole thing. Like uh-huh. I forget if this question was brought up in the book, but it was brought up in the movie as like, well, who is it that got you into literature? Yes, was it? It's in the wh- fucking movie, and, and, and I they, screamed and they, it at. And that author was it? Tom Hardy, I yeah. think was the name. Which a hilarious. Yeah. B. How how is that the pull that you make there? Like. Yeah. It was what, Jane Austen and Tom Hardy? Jane Austen, somebody else that I can't remember, and Tom, and Tom Hardy. Like, I just wanted him mean? to like look him in the eye and be like, H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson. Like, Douglas Adams. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, those are the, like, he named, I think he named three, but that was I, I think so the other one might have been Shakespeare. Yeah. Now that I think about been. it, I think it was Shakespeare. Like, nope. Those are the three. Those are the three people that get you into... Yeah, you know, Lit. Tom Hardy, that one person that you know that everyone that you've just met on on a whim has read. Joe, you're a lit major. What what uh which of those three got you into? Huh? <laughs> Tom Hardy, right? More butter. I I definitely just More go- butter. <laughs> no, 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 not that Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like googled Tom Hardy and yeah. uh had to add the qualifier Writer. I writer, would yes. absolutely because read actor Tom Hardy's smut. Especially if it's Tom Hardy writing as Bronson. <laughs> I mean, Tom Hardy. I mean, also, yes. If for written, people... directed, rewritten, and acted by Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. I'm here for that. Rightfully confused by this mixed message, Anna goes out with her shitty roommate and Jose, who's not gay, but I think he is. Anna drunk dials Christian. The guy she sort of went on a single date with. He becomes overprotective and possessive of this girl who has only been able to drink legally for less than a year. Yep. It's cool, it's cool though. Uh, because if he wasn't stalking Anna, then Jose, the only person of color in this film, would have gotten super molesty. Yep. Thankfully, everything from here on out is super consensual. And not at all creepy. And by that I mean Christian takes an unconscious Anna back to his hotel room, strips her, changes her clothes, and sleeps beside her unconscious body. This feels less Edward Cullen and more Jeffrey Dahmer. But what 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 also, was he to do? Also important to note, there is a couch in that room is, that he pointedly sits on when yeah. she wakes up. He definitely could have slept on it. He yeah. could have slept on the couch. Also, He's one also, thing I think is important to note is that there's a big difference. I have found over the years where people think something is cute when the guy is cute and something is creepy when the guy is not cute. Yeah. Certain yeah. behaviors that are like, oh, that's and, – and that's and that's just kind of broadly. Like, things are romantic unless you're not interested, which is totally valid. But the, the line between romantic and creepy sometimes is maybe – which uh, so yeah, like a little if, gray. If you, you have, uh, 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 
Cover like, that shit with horse whinnies. <laughs> like, I don't need to hear that again. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think that's, that is a fair point, though, because like, if you like, you look at somebody like Jamie Dornan, and he, if he tries to pull something like that, some people have a particularly skewed reaction. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at me, who Jack has occasionally uh, described as a skinny Ed Kemper, uh, <laughs> maybe doesn't get responded to quite have I said as well. That? Have I said that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Specifically on the set of American Curse, whatever I kept calling you Henry Zabrowski. Because oh yeah, no, that, that's fair. Oh yeah, I did have a really gnarly like creep like ass mustache, <laughs> which is like if we needed any more pr- proof that you are an absolute pervert. Um, <laughs> that, that is it, right the, there. The that gnarly ass, touchy feely mustache that I had for that movie, um, which like made everybody else nauseous. Like they were pretty happy when the mask thing came around because they couldn't fucking see it. <laughs> So good. Uh, (laughs) If I were not a femme, I would probably be a creepy dude. (laughs) So that's what this is. That whole statement was is like, oh, if you weren't a cute femme, then your behavior would be deeply uncomfortable. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listen up. I'm going to finish this plot. Neither of you interrupt me. (laughs) I'll try. God damn it. We're not even to the fucking yet. I know. <sighs> but what's a what's a Jeffrey Dahmer to do? She had puke on her. She couldn't just sleep in her underwear. What is she, a peasant? <laughs> or a college student? <laughs> oh, yeah. Christian gives her shit about drinking, then tells her to that he'd like to fuck her, but definitely not make love because making love's for pussies. <laughs> he wants this. But he won't touch her until she signs this lengthy doc. I'm just kidding. They make out in the elevator. <laughs> they go on another date in a helicopter. He signs. She signs an NDA. She gets spanking. They discuss a second contract before Christian absconds with her virginity. This can't 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 be can't be signing contracts if you're a virgin. That, no, that, that's just that's just law. You're basically a child. Like you need parent supervision. It's in the Constitution. Right. <laughs> also, I know it was supposed to be no more talking, mm-hmm. but one thing. Nobody ever talks about is they just like got on an air like in a helicopter. Yeah, but like in the I, movie, they, yeah, they, he doesn't say where they're going. She just gets in a helicopter with this Jack. She should have been murdered so, so many, many times. times. Not to at, least, at least in the book, he like he says we're going to go to Seattle by helicopter, like, and then it happens. What if she gets motion sick? He don't know. I mean, he's already dealt with her puke once. Yeah. He'll just strip her naked, knock her out, and sleep beside her body. Yeah, it's, it's the protocol. <laughs> Says somebody, I have puked on myself after flying, so. He absconds with her virginity. <laughs> Via helicopter. <laughs> oh, no. This feels like a male fantasy, but the writer, screenplay writer, and director are all women. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of Tom Hardy, this actually does connect. The, the actor. The writer, the screenplay writer is buds with Tom Hardy. Interesting. Yeah. I forget what she's written recently, but it 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 involves Tom Hardy cuz I like looked at her writing credits and I was like, "Why the fuck are you writing stuff that's not complete garbage?" Cuz she's like written some stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, it's all right." But it's all stuff with Tom Hardy. I mean, cool. Yeah. Anyway, Christian reveals that he has <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, Christian reveals that he has uh, was statutorily raped by his mother's friend when he was 15. Yep. He was a sub. They're still friends. It's cool. It's 
Not uncomfortable fine. or weird or a problem at all. Anna makes a snide remark about it later because she's jealous of Christian's rapist. Yep, cool, cool, cool. I assume this is revolved in one of the shitty sequels and or the book. <laughs> I'll never know. I don't care. Uh, Anna gets a bunch of gifts, one of which is a new car. This is at the expense of Christian selling her old car without her knowledge. Sure, that had been a gift from her stepdad, but she has a new daddy now. One that definitely isn't a narcissist who's isolating her from her friends and family and doesn't throw her shit, uh, throw a little shit fit when Anna goes to visit her mother and definitely doesn't fly to Florida to interrupt and dominate Bella's time and her mom. Well, that came out wrong. Uh, totally normal behavior, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We get one good scene where Anna and Christian discuss the contract. Both actors balance the tense scene with tongue-in-cheek coyness and humor. Where's the rest of that fucking movie? Oh, is this the, the business meeting scene? Yeah. 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 That's legitimately a good scene. I, I like that. would watch that scene again. It Just was that scene. Also the hottest scene and involved... No titties. Yeah, I was None. like... At no mons right. pubis. I kind of want to see these people fucking. <laughs> Christian speaks at Anna's school, uh, asking her about the contract as she crosses the stage with her diploma. You know, that thing that you do in front of people. This is going to make for awkward viewing of those home movies later. Yeah. Hey, honey, what were you and Christian talking about for so long on the stage there? I'm thinking more like rando person Jennifer's who, like, was walking behind Anna. Yeah. Who's like... Yeah, it was a weird moment. Uh, I, I don't overheard know to... some shit. <laughs> uh, at this point, I'm a little fuzzy on the details. Slash, I got bored. Slash, I truly could not be bothered to give a fuck about this idiotic plot. <laughs> uh, of all the movies we've watched or I've rewatched for this podcast, I couldn't suffer through this one again. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think that's not... only happened one other time. Uh, was it Cats? No, no I you definitely the rewatched shit cats. out of Cats. Yeah, I think I watched that one like three times. Wait, was it Saving Christmas? I. It's not. It's not. Important. I I skipped and skipped around on that one. I didn't. I didn't watch it straight through. But I think you're right. <laughs> Even listening to like the seven minute summary on YouTube filled me with absolute rage. <laughs> uh, God damn. So let me just speed through these last two paragraphs because I don't really know or care what happens. Okay. Uh, Christian locks Anna away in a tower so that he can have all the soft core he wants with her. During which we get to see Jamie Dornan's pubes and a bit of neck. Slow Beyonce makes the big BDSM scene. Mostly hot, though slow Beyonce makes most things hot. But slow Beyonce isn't enough for Bella Anastasia Swan's steal. <laughs> There's got to be a derpy like, oh, yeah, I made a note to myself, like, look up derpy name generator to see if stupid <laughs> rom romance names exist. There um, we go. <laughs> thanks, Jack, from the past. <laughs> That's we'll, we'll always have Marmaduke Walcott <laughs> because of you. And Florinda Taps. <laughs> Uh, Anna wants Christian to be in an open, be an open, loving boyfriend. Apparently she and I haven't been watching the same fucking movie because that shit was never in the cards. Toots. <laughs> if only you'd said that from the get go. Huh. Anna is mad because Christian wants to hurt her slash is into BDSM slash wants to give her the spanks. She demands the spanks. He do a spanking. She mad. She got a spanked. She leaves. The elevator closes in Christian's face. I feel like this was supposed to be powerful, but it was fucking ridiculous. And these two idiots really do belong together. For <laughs> if no other reason than it prevents somebody else from accidentally dating one of these toxic fucks. Fuck this movie. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck the fucking dialogue. It farted the fuck out. Fuck you. E-L. Fuck your fucking fucks. Fuck you. <laughs> the end. 
I, it's it's weird that you got a, like a verbatim reading of the post credit scene in there, but like, <laughs> oh my god! So that's so that's that's Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh my god! I we've watched some shit for this podcast. This is yep. the one like, and we didn't we didn't do a, a live stream for the viewing, but no, honestly, like no. of all the ones that it would have been worth it, probably this probably would have been this one. I honestly. was I I had been debating doing a live tweet. Of a of a of the movie as I was watching it, but yeah. I, yeah, I, I I was too. I didn't want to inflict it on anybody else. I think at that point. By the time they reached the, I think by the time they reached the helicopter, my spirit was broken. But before That's that, I, I was just like screaming. Linda can tell you this because she watched it with me. It was just <laughs> screaming at the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the dialogue is oh. so bad. It's so bad. The. The actors were not good, but I don't know how they could have been, because the repartee, the banter, is garbage. No, it's absolute, it's absolute trash. So there's some like trade off as to which one's worse between the book and the film, because they actually cut out a whole lot of like Dom splaining that uh, okay. that Christian does throughout the book, where he's just like, "I'm going to do this to you now, Anna." Just because there's a ton of it. Like, every okay. single fucking time that they're going to engage in a sex act mm-hmm. or a tease or a or a, or, or, or a, 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 a flogging or whatever, he starts off with, like, this clear instruction of, like, I am going to do this now. And, like, okay, I'm sure there's a reason for that. The delivery is I, – I don't, you know I don't know if it's the text or if it was the audio reader at that point. <laughs> oh, that, I wanted to I... – is the book in first person? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's all from it's all from Anastasia's uh, perspective. That yeah. sounds mm, awful. So, I think it actually helps to have like her inner monologue okay. through a lot of this because you get some further context of like what she's thinking and feeling throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. You also get a whole lot of like unnecessary personifications of her newly awakened sexual side of her that she calls her inner goddess, and then there's her. Like, her inner part that keeps calling her a hoe and, like, chiding her for what she's doing and, like, feels shame. Shaming naggy bitch. <laughs> yeah. She has this inner monologue involving, like, her inner goddess and this other, like, conscious mm-hmm. sort of part of her psyche that are at odds with each other and are personified like you're like like you're watching an episode of Lizzie McGuire or a really cheesy anime. <laughs> it's is it is it shame? Is shame the word you're looking no, for? No, shame's not the word mm. I'm looking for, but it does a lot of shaming. Okay. It's not important, it's fine. Okay. So I'd like yeah, to so... step away from the story for a minute, mm-hmm. maybe forever, <laughs> uh, to discuss kink and fries. Frising kink. Kink fries. Kink, kink fries? fries. So this is my cue. So fries stands for uh, it's sort of the how to define consent. So oh, it's yeah, fries yeah, yeah. is F is for freely given, R is for reversible, I is for informed, E is for enthusiastic, and S is for specific. And so it is specific. They go line by line through a contract. And it is activity specific and everything is kind of outlined. So I'll say that. So, so Christian Gray, check on the F. 
Or wait. I started backwards. I'm ah. sorry. Because it was the one that was the most resolutely like, yes. He definitely did that one. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So S stands for? Specific. And he did that. He did that. Okay. Yeah. That, that I, I will give him that. The contract does lay out firm specifics in both the book and the movie. Okay. How about F for freely given? Uh, mm, so on the surface, yes. However, when you start looking at the actions of the car, the books, the wealth, the plane rides, it becomes somewhat coercive in a way Mm -hmm. because it's all these bells and whistles and she's just this humble girl who just finished college, has never had a boyfriend, lost her virginity. So like... While consent is freely given, it's given with this, like, all... So, no, it's not, because it's this ultimatum of, well, you can have me. Because I think he actually says that in the movie, like... She's like, what do I get? And he's like, me. "Me." Which is what he says in the books, too. Yeah. So, it's like, "Mm." So, but yet there's... Yeah. So, we'll go with a no. Reversible... Oh, wait, what were you going to say? I I think... For I think it starts off consensual consensual for the sex acts, but like everything else surrounding it, yeah, like like, like you like you brought up the books, you brought up the the car. There's also the computer. Uh, in the books, there's a BlackBerry later on that she, uh, that she is given. There's uh, all these other aspects of what he does that were not consented to. His Intruding on her visit with her mom, yeah, uh, that pissed me off. The so bad. Up- upgrading her flight to first class, like so on, like all this stuff that's like seems like a nice gesture, but it's like mm-hmm. she didn't fucking ask you to do that, right? Just showing up to her work when she never mentioned where she worked. Whenever you're not involved at that point, shows so up to the creepy. restaurant or the bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Tracking her fucking location on her phone to like come to the bar there. Yeah, just like earlier in the story. It's I'm like, this is really obvious that he's a creep. Like, how are people into this? I'm into a lot of things that I wouldn't want to happen in real life. Sure. Which brings me to a movie that I watched to to kind of pad this experience called uh, Belle du Jour, um, which is, I think it's from the, the late 60s. And in it, it's about a, a, a woman of some wealth who isn't getting the kind of sexual satisfaction she, she wants from her marriage and the movie actually starts with her like in a horse-drawn carriage with her husband and the like the coach drivers take her aside and basically like whip her give her a spanking and then like have their way with her yeah but it's very clear uh, it's also it's louis bunuel who who did it who's known for his like surreal work uh specifically uh on the loo with salvador dolly he it's the one with, oh like, right, right right yeah um and uh the discreet lives, discreet sex. I, we we did a, a twist Dis- on d- it for the discreet sex lives of the bourgeoisie, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or is that the name that I did? I think that's the one I because we, we have a knife breaker comic <laughs> pending. Oh, that that's right. Yeah, I like hold on. With the title uh, of fuck it. it. Someone will um, look it up later. It's yeah. Fine. Uh, anyway, um, it it's obvious that like that part is a fantasy because like the consent mm. is not super there in her fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, consensual non-consent is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. And it is a valid thing. 
That's um, not a thing that I think she would be aware of. No, because she didn't even know what a butt plug was. That made me so mad. Like, at, like at least in the book, she was like, "Does a butt plug do what it says on the box?" <laughs> <laughs> that would have been enjoyable. Yeah, that's a in much. A movie. That's a much better and funnier line than "What's a butt plug?" It's just like the, you said it. You the, just fucking said it. So in in the book, the line is, "So does a butt plug do what it says on the box?" Yeah, because that shit's funny. That's, yeah. that's, that's funny. That's funny. Okay, that shit's yeah. funny, huh? Huh? Uh, don't don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got through S and F. Yes. So R, reversible. Reversible. So, yeah. Yeah, he like, does, he makes a point of saying that, like, she has any number of outs. Like, if, like she can back away at any time. There's the the red, the yellow. Yeah, there's the safe and, words. And when she says no, when she's getting on the elevator, he stops. stops. He does stop then. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think it's fair to say it is that that part of it is represented well. Probably could be represented better. Okay. Yes. I... Is for informed. And yes and no. He makes the effort of the contract talking through things. And both in the, you know, they took out the domsplaining that you mentioned in yeah. the book. But I think that was still there. I think the issue comes in that they're beyond the regular power imbalance of dominance and submission is this fact that. There's a good chance that he was her first kiss, not just the guy she lost her virginity to. She does specify that she had kissed other people. Okay. Okay. But never done anything else. Like, not, not, nothing beyond kissing. Which, and so even, you know, I'll retract and so had only other kissed people. That's a big gap. That's a huge gap. Uh, yeah. Because by the time... That's a couple bases. I, <laughs> <laughs> by the time I discovered kink i had already gone through my move to pittsburgh slut phase um (laughs) and entering the kink scene was still a lot let alone somebody who's like hey i just lost my virginity and i want you to want me so here are these whips not to mention how many people did he use those whips on (laughs) <laughs> you do bring At up least that, 15. like fifteen. He specified fifteen. So yeah. fifteen people have used those whips. No matter how well you think you clean leather, it never is perfectly sanitized between partners. In my head canon, he asked uh, the butler, whose name I wrote down, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor, to take it out back and burn it, and then order fresh ones. I like Taylor in this film. I um, like Taylor too, honestly. And he was well cast. He was well cast. I do like him. Um, I support this. And then the last one is E? E. For enthusiastic. And we're going to go with like a no. Yeah, I'm going to go with a no. You think no? So in she. In the film? Especially that last scene. In, because yeah. for me, the issue is if it's not a hell yes, it should be a hell no. And it's one thing to be nervous about something new that is totally normal. Mm-hmm. Which, when he first introduces her to, it's a riding crop, right? Yes. He slowly introduces her to it physically and then gives her, like, the tap on the hand. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, that 
if I were in her position, would make me feel comfortable because, like, okay, well, now that kind of like gets me past the initial shock of of dealing with something that's I've actually, never done before. That's actually another thing they handled better in the movie than they did in the book. Because really? in the book, he just kind of he he just kind of starts by whapping her on the hand, and it's like that was quick. That was quick, uh, and then you know they move on, move yeah. on from there, and suddenly yeah. it's in other places, and then in her mouth, and so on and so forth. Yeah, soon to be burned by Taylor. Um, <laughs> so were the ethics of fries tilted in Christine's favor, and without the expository of Anastasia, it fails to make the BDSM creepy. I would say without without the uh, like the inner monologue of Anastasia, mm-hmm. it it makes it. It makes the situation as presented in the film creepier. Okay, so it's less creepy in the book. I I think most of it comes across as less creepy in the book. Uh, I mean, not uncreepy, mm-hmm. or maybe creepy is maybe not even the word for it. Honestly, word for me is just like red flag. Pro- it's kind of I, I mean you know to, you know the word of our generation problematic mm-hmm. it is it is it is in its own ways problematic because it is skirting the lines of consent and it is. Fuck this! God damn it! I hate that I'm saying this, yeah. but it's it's pushing into gray areas and so on and so <laughs> forth. <I'm laughs> I think I felt my brain do a backflip. Yeah. Same. Oh, did you roll your eyes so hard? Yeah, it like pushed my brain back that way too. <laughs> did you roll your so. eyes at me? Oh, oh, <laughs> Bendova! Spanking no, time! No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 goody! Oh no, no, so, no, no! I think that. Again, and I realize that that's probably a part of the Fifty Shades of Grey, that the that a lot of this toes a lot of lines of consensual, not consensual. And I actually have a blog piece about consent that talks about how consent isn't always as black and white as we think. So, like... Yeah, plug it. Oops. Plug so, it. But plug it. Uh, I wrote, I will butt plug the magazine I write for called Only Magazine. Spell um, O-L-N-E-Y. But consent isn't necessarily this like, and I think that's maybe the issues we're running into and trying to discuss this is that it's not black and white, Mm -hmm. especially looking at, you know, I, I did say that if a consent isn't a hell yes, then it should be a hell no. But she still said, I want to know what it's like when yeah. he took her to the bedroom to spank her. So in one way, so on the one hand, I could make the case he should have known better. And if it wasn't a hell yes, the- and she wasn't excited about it, it shouldn't have happened. However, if we're not reading subtext uh-huh. where she is saying, yes, I want to do this. I want to experience this. He took her at her word. To me, it's like legal versus ethical like if i was in his shoes and i was like legally the words gave me a yes but ethically i'm a human person who understands human emotions and everything about the scene says this is not good she is in a bad place emotionally we should not be partaking of something that could make it worse and that i feel like is where a lot of the big problems with this come into play is because they're 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 coming from such different places emotionally and sexually mm-hmm. that you have a clash you have like you have a conflict inherent in what's happening there and i think his refusal to open up and her naivete toward what he's capable of mm-hmm. kind of make things worse than they really should be yeah you know what really helps oh sorry, sorry. Go ahead. 
they cross the power dynamic line. I think I started saying this earlier in more than just the sexual, like the the dom and sub relationship. Yeah. She's in college. He runs a multi-million, if not kind of hinted at billion dollar enterprise where she just is in the process of finishing her her undergrad. Um, uh, and and- as as a person who holds degrees in literature, that's not lucrative. <laughs> yeah. Just... And so the money, and then you added his experience, his access to resources. And one thing that hit me while I was, had started reading the book was the best friend in the book started getting nervous about him. That's something else that's completely hmm. lost in the movie is that Kate's Kate is so much more protective. So she's of, not a shitty roommate. No, no. okay, because she's, she's not a shitty a good, roommate. In she's the movie. a good friend. I mean, she. I mean, well, she's shitty in some ways, mm-hmm. but she is. She does a lot more to be a better friend to Anastasia, and does actually like confront Christian at points and tries to push back on hmm. him. But unfortunately, all that does is it. Pushes them closer together. It pushes yeah. them closer together. Yeah, yeah. It, it it eggs them it eggs them on in some ways, and isolates her further. Yeah. So keep in mind if you're trying to confront your friend's abuser, I get it. It's hard, but all you end up doing is potentially isolating them from you. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we've all experienced that at some point. Um, this is a really good conversation. Um, I want to move on to the production real quick. Well, we should probably uh, talk stats, shouldn't we? Or do we? Or... I'm saving stats for Act Two. Stats for Act mm-hmm. Two. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the production, then we'll take a break. So this movie had a budget of forty million dollars, which is not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, in 2015, that's mm-hmm. um, most expensive thing was probably the helicopter. I was maybe. the helicopter and the weird plane, the like oh, glider the weird... plane. Yeah. 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 Um, it took home its box office was, uh, fuck you. Uh, $569.7 million. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Except not. But not. Uh, so it, there's a reason we got two more shitty movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I no, mean... I'm not surprised this made, this made money just hand over penis. Yeah. Just, it's, I uh, say that. Hand over fisting? <laughs> no, no, no. There Yours was, was good, explicitly... Joe? Yours was better. <laughs> I concede. I concede that. I'll give you a couple little factoids. Director Sam Taylor Johnson did not return for the second two movies because she couldn't fucking stand dealing with E.L. James. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Really? While making the first movie, uh, E.L. James basically, like, walked around like a rock star. Like, she had her own little... um, Entourage? Entourage, uh, her own little video village, her own little, like, producers. She would not allow... Any changes to the scripts? It, it reminded me a lot of like in, so in theater, the the playwright is kind of god, right? Sure, it, it's reverse sure. of film. Where Playwrights the got is... correct. So like the playwrights, like if you if he doesn't want or if they don't want you to change like an and or an is, you have to abide by that. Sure. Whereas in film, like your script ain't shit. Like the actors we're, can change it on the day. We're gonna we're gonna get rewrites every day. Yeah, <laughs> just she was no, she would not allow it. Including huh. the itses and the anses and the, the commas. Um, and the holy cows and the, holy and the oh mys <laughs> and the... So she fought for this dialogue is what she you're saying. She fought for this... That, yeah, that's what I was and like. And by the, fought for this dialogue, we mean lack of it. Yes. Some of the actors we could have had. 
Mm-hmm. This oh, is... there's a list of there's a list of almost was. Yeah, there's a oh, long I know, list. I know, I know Jamie Dornan was not the first uh, the first one announced for Christian Grey. No, we have we have people that were considered, and then we have people that I said dodged a bullet. <laughs> uh, so actors that were considered. Oh boy, I'm gonna fuck myself here. Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander, really? Yeah. yeah. I think I've seen her. Was she an ex Machina? I think she was an ex Machina. I think she was also the most recent Laura Croft, if I'm that's, not mistaken. That's correct. Imogen Poots. Oh. Great name. A great Always name. I love that yeah. name. What uh, is it? Imogen Poots. Uh, I just watched her in Vivarium. She was really good. Not familiar with it. It's fucking weird, but I enjoyed it. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen? No. Yeah. I imagine they're like, hey, Lizzie. She's like, that's very sweet of you, but I live it. I don't need to act it. <laughs> I say that purely by seeing her spank Audrey Plaza and Plaza? Plaza. 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 Have you ever seen their like I've seen like some weird video compilations of their oh, interactions yeah, no, and no. I'm like, whew. Oh yeah, no, they yeah, they 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 have a fun they have a fun relationship right. together. So there. is Elizabeth Olsen the top in that relationship? That's a tough call. Or is she the bottom or are they switchy? I think Probably they switchy. Have to be switchy. They gotta be switchy. Look, at, look it's 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 Aubrey Plaza and but like, I, uh, listen, we're gonna we're I gonna mean, get into like some fan fiction. I'd like to write. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, th- I mean, that whole thing is yeah. already fan fiction because a lot right. of it's just like f- like th- them just kind of fucking around and yeah, it's so. <laughs> it reminds me of when I tried to look up a summary for this shit show, uh, this movie. I found a lot of videos of just like slow mo clips with like music underneath it. <laughs> And I imagine that's what a lot of fan fiction is between like Elizabeth Olsen and Audrey Plaza. Yeah, I, I, I believe. It. Why do you keep pronouncing it that way? What am, what am I doing? What am I doing? Audrey Plaza. Yes, for sure. Plaza. Like ta-da. Keep, keep going. <laughs> uh, I think you say her name, Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird choice. Yeah, that's a weird pick, mm. especially um, considering like she like, that was not long after uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Which it's an adaptation of a John Green young adult novel where she plays a girl with cancer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and then for the last one thought of for uh, Bella Swan. (laughs) Anastasia Steele. Yeah, whatever. Was uh, Felicity Jones, which like kind of I think Felicity Jones. She might actually work. Uh, Rogue One, I think. Right. Oh, yeah. She was she was um, Jen Urso. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I I could see her pulling oh. it off. Okay. Uh, for the men, and like this is too obvious. Too obvious. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> as both Taylor and. <laughs> In dual roles. Dual roles. <laughs> um, it's just him with like a mustache. A mustache. Uh, he, he would though. He would. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. He was my top pick. <laughs> right, right. He, I, I mean, g- given his performance in True Blood, I get it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like when, when I wrote down like who my people were, he was it. That Alex just Skarsgård. Alex Skarsgård. When, when was big, big little guy? Big little guys. Big little lies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Big Little Lies. I think was. I think that was later. Okay. Yeah. It. Which also had uh, Shailene Woodley. It did, yeah. But that um, was like one of the first times I saw her as like playing an adult type role. Yeah, yeah. And it came out in 2017. There's a bunch of other 
Okay. So like, because his 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 character in that is uncomfortable. Yes. Um, yes. I like, I would not want to see him follow that immediately with this garbage. Uh, so a bunch of so a couple actors I'm not super familiar with: uh, Theo Jones, Francois Ahmad. I don't know him. Uh, Scott Eastwood, which is an interesting pick. What was yeah. that? Scott Scott Eastwood. Um, like Clint Eastwood's son? Correct. Yeah. I think I've seen him in something that wasn't bad. Uh, Luke okay. Bracey and Billy Magnuson. Magnuson? Magnuson. Sure. Yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that's the name. Uh, so these are, now these are actors that- What was that, the last one? Billy Magnuson. Yeah. So these are actors that were like offered the role and were like, nah. <laughs> Good on you, Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Those are actors that were on the shortlist. These actors that I'm about to say now were offered, and they're like, no. Oh, okay. Um, Amelia Clark was like, interested. She, Amelia Clark. She was my. She, yeah. Alex Skarsgård with Amelia Clark were my two that I. She said that, no because of the nudity. Oh, well, yeah. Because after Game of Thrones season one, she was like, no, we're not doing that again. Yeah, no, I completely get it. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Gosling was like, no. <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I I would like to have been there the moment he read that email or got the call from his agent. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, check this out. Yeah, because like that's post drive. I think it's also post the other guys. Like he had moved that, on from that. Oh, yeah. aspect of his career. No, 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 no. I actually think this guy would have been good. Uh, Garrett Headland. Garrett Headland. What do I recognize that name um, from? He was in I think On the Road and the Tron Legacy. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I know now. I know who you're talking about. Uh, and then the man who was cast. And then had giant finger quotes scheduling conflicts. Uh-huh. Uh, it was Charlie. Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I, I remember that. Oh, that would have been. He he went pretty far into like signing it. But I guess he had initially given some, some feedback on the scripts. And E.L. James said no. E.L. James. And I, I feel bad. That I can't remember the screenplay writer's name. I think it's, it's Kelly something. But they were both like, um, we appreciate your feedback, but we have an egomaniac over there. <laughs> you may recognize her as electric clitoris. So. <laughs> no, hold on. That's not the right. So we could have got Charlie Hunnam. Mm-hmm. We could have got Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Uh, I think Charlie Hunnam was the one that recommended uh, D- Dakota Johnson. Hmm. To audition, at least. Hmm. Interesting. A couple of other real quick facts. Real quick fucks. Um, when shooting sex scenes, the leading stars would giggle. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm I mean, not surprised. Good. How could you not? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you giggle during sex anyway. Yeah. funny sounds happen. Yeah. <laughs> something that a lot of people don't want to recognize is sex is an inherently funny thing. It's, yes. It's just... Sometimes it's funny. Yeah. Most of the time it's awkward, even when it feels good. Yeah. Sometimes air comes out of a place, and then <laughs> you just can't help but laugh. <laughs> Jamie Dornan expressed willingness to do fully nude scenes. What the fuck? Yeah. He's like, if it makes sense narratively to do so, I will do it. And I guess they were just like, no, we got enough of your neck. Um, that made me so angry. So A little bit of dick neck? Neck dick? No, yeah, because it was a fucking tease. So... You guys watched the theatrical cut. I watched the unrated version. Yeah. And literally the only differences in terms of nudity are is that there's just more of Dakota Johnson's boobs. Yeah. That's it. 
it, you still get that little bit of like, oh, there's a, a, a little bit a of little hint of a shaft and then it's gone. That's it. No, show that man's dick. Like <laughs> they make such a huge deal in the book yeah. about how fucking huge uh, Christian uh, Christian Gray's fucking hog is. It's just it's unrated. It it's not in theaters. It's not in theaters. You have to you have to give go me and, the dick. Get, we've, <laughs> show we've the dick. Never seen. It's not like we've never seen a dick in a film before. Seriously. Did I ever tell you about the time we just talked about Bronson earlier? We just talked about Bronson. I got in a fight with a boy I was dating my freshman year of college about how mad I got that you could watch it. Not that I don't like seeing boobs, but I get mad that you only see boobs in movies. You never see dick. And he was like, Well, that's because I'm like, No, No. there's no quantifying this. It's not fair. It's not fair. And then he got real mad because around the time, I think. Uh, the Watchmen came out and it was a bunch of blue dick. <laughs> Big blue dick. Big blue floppy and dick. I was like, at least there's a... I was like, it was a movie was... that took a lot of light, like years off of my life because it was so long. <laughs> yes. But at least there was dick. In one scene, there were like six of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. The so very like... first time I... <laughs> so I like heard about The Watchmen, the, the book, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't know anything about it. Found it as a teenager on a bookshelf at Barnes & Noble's. Or no, I think it was like Walden Books then, R.I.P. Or, uh, oh. I opened it up and the very first page I open it to <laughs> is a like six on one Dr. Manhattan Silk Spectre orgy scene. I was like, Hell yeah. this is not what I expected as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, what's that? <laughs> It'd go be a couple go, more go to your room. That, yeah. We're at the mall. <laughs> Walk home. I'm like, I guess I'll do a read Batman. <laughs> But no, so you brought up Amelia Clark. So this yes. is post Game of Thrones Correct. that this is co- that this is being made. Game of Thrones season one has a bunch of dicks in it. Oh, like not nearly as much as there are boobs, or I even or even dicks. or even vulvas. Though it was HBO. It was, but it was HBO. Right. But there's still a world where pe- where they are like readily aware, that, like oh, people responded well to visible dick on screen. Like unless you're that shit heel that. You dated. Well, I, yeah. yeah. There's no accounting for taste. But. Uh, a couple couple Truth. quick factoids. Dakota Johnson had a thong glued to her while shooting Fifty Shades Freed. That's a stupid name for a movie. That's the last one, I think, isn't it? I think I, it's Fifty I, Shades I, of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Freed. I hate yes. that I know this. That yeah. is a stupid fucking name. Yep. Um, I assume it's for all of them, but here's a quote from her. They're like, basically, if it were nipple pasties but underwear – but it's only sticky at the top. It's not sticky the whole way. It would also come off because the adhesive would wear off. So, so then they would super glue it to my body so it wouldn't fall off. Ow. Ow. Yeah. I think ow is the word. Yeah. Just, I hate it. <laughs> Another quote from Dakota Johnson. And uh, in, in this, this <laughs> leads to something I'll talk about later. Jamie mostly had an advisor that was on set for the first film. This is an advisor for, like, sex scenes. Okay. Like, uh, like a sensitivity advisor? Correct. correct. Intimacy uh, advisor? Intimacy advisor, a sex choreographer, that that kind of yeah. position. Because the very first thing I looked up was, was there uh, an advisor for proper BSM kink? Sure. And was there an advisor for sex uh, choreography? I'm guessing there was one of the two. On the first movie, there were both. Oh, okay. Uh, here's the rest of the quote. Uh, then we just had people who specialized in knowing how things work, like how to use the tools and the toys. She adds, there is a certain method. It's very intricate, and the details are really important. So they had, on the first movie, they had somebody there that 
talked them through it, choreographed it. On the second one, they just kind of like figured it out themselves. Okay. That which is not but that's great. still that's still just kind of going through the motions of like the actual sex acts or the mm-hmm. scenes themselves. That's not coaching on the like like the rest of what comes along with BDSM. Correct. It's not a great place to stop, but uh hey, we're going to take a quick break. Uh when we come back, we'll talk about the many Razzies this movie won and what worked and didn't work. All right, we'll, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Drazzled, the podcast that's clearly designed by masochists. Uh, we got some stats for Yins. Yinses. Let's please go over some stats. So, what, Belinda, what do you think the general rotten score is for this movie? I would say, like, well, what you said, Morbius, Mobius, or whatever, was it 27? <laughs> 17, was the last 17? I seen, okay. but... So, I'll go with the 16. I don't know how the critics didn't shit harder on this movie. You gotta be fucking kidding me! It's twenty five. Okay, that's still pretty bad. But it's bad. But I would have said like sixteen. 17. I would have said somewhere around there too. I would, yeah, I would have guessed no higher than twenty. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, audience score. Mm, Forty five. Sixty nine. <laughs> I like how close you got it, to the uh, it, Close, actually. It was, it was 41. Ah, piss. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, IMDb score out of 10. 6.9. <laughs> you think. <laughs> three. Three is what I would give it. Uh, I think three is reasonable. Yeah. Uh, 4.2. God damn it. There's a lot of perverts out there. Yeah, not I the mean, good kind, though. <laughs> you got to understand that for a lot of people... This was their kinky exposure I, to I know. BDSM. That's and upsetting, so, though. <laughs> and that's it, that's why like, I I feel bad shitting on this movie specifically for that. But it's still a fucking terrible movie. It is. It's how you give ground to more dommy doms who want to come in and just abuse yeah. people. Yeah. Instead Wait. of offering them aftercare, which that was non-existent. Which he does in the books. Oh, does he? A little bit. He at least like after spanking her, like it was like I'm gonna bring you some lotion. <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna sit here and like or like hey we we just did this we I just tied you up to a thing. I'm gonna rub your shoulders a little bit after yeah, now that we're done. Yeah. Like just but bare minimum. Better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. But the movie was nothing. Nothing. Go to sleep like, in this bedroom by yourself. Yeah, that's you, it. You know your way to the room, right? Uh, in 2016, at the 36th Golden Raspberry Awards. Sorry, I, just, I copy and pasted this. Okay. But I forgot to change the name. Uh, Howard the Duck was nominated for... <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop doing this. <laughs> uh, Spice World was nominated for no! six... Oh, oh right, wait, wait, wait. Fifty Shades of Grey was nominated for six golden raspberries. It won five. Ah, oh, man, that's a high success yeah. rate right there. Yeah. Failure rate? I don't know. Uh, it so it, it's one of the I think two times in Razzie history that it tied with Best Picture. Right? Yeah, this was a year where it where uh, where there were two mm-hmm. Worst Picture nominees. This is one. The um, yeah, what one? It, it's the Fantastic Four movie, but I can't remember oh, the is Trank, Josh Trank. That's what. It yeah, was. um, which I've 
God, I've watched that movie, and I have not. Never but... have I felt better about two movies being tied for shittiest movie. Really? Yeah, they're both pretty stupid fucking movies. I am not sure if I should be excited about that or not. This is what the show has done to me. <laughs> it's oh god, oh, it was bad. Um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, it won worst picture. Uh, tied worst worst picture. Uh, it won worst actor for, for Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan, sure. Worst actress for Dakota Johnson. Okay. Worst screen couple for those two Jags. <laughs> um, worst screenplay. There we go. Uh, worst screenplay. Uh, Kelly Marcel. Marcel. There we go. Okay. Uh, it was nominated for worst director, but lost to Josh Trank. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Which. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I say you're. I think. Uh, have you have you seen both of these movies? I've probably seen Fantastic Four. This one with the guy that has the stretchy arms. Yeah, yeah. But, but, there's, but there's four of those movies. But the most recent one, the one with Michael B. Jordan in it. No, no. Okay, so then you're the only person here who's actually qualified to make that judgment. I don't feel good about it, but yeah, no. I, I think that Josh Trank probably deserved that over uh, Sam Taylor Johnson. Okay. Still, that's a lot of awards to bring in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who boy? Um. So let's talk. Let's critique this piece of shit. So, but, but what worked for the cast? Taylor, T- Taylor, yeah, uh, Max Martini. That's his name. His name is Max Martini. Name. And I like Googled it. I'm like, is this real? And he's he's very Italian. I like him even more. Yeah, Max. Oh, uh, I think it's like Maximus Martini. <laughs> So good. What a great name. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He worked. I absolutely, uh, I, I enjoyed him in that role, given it's a very simple supporting role, but he had the presence. Yeah. He had the look. He had the, like, his, his, uh, his delivery was very clipped and, yeah. like, proper. And I think that, I think it fit. He, it could have been in, like, a featured extra type role, but yeah. no, there's actually, like, he brought some character to he it. He brought a little bit of character to it, which which is which is important because I mean Taylor's a constant fixture in the book as okay. well, uh, to the point where he like Anastasia makes a point of like wondering where the fuck he comes from half the time because he just like kind of Batman's in and out of like uh in and out of the scene <laughs> a couple of times. Fantastic. Yeah, it's just like where the fuck did he go? Where the fuck did he come from? Does he live here? Just I but, assume there's a lot of like spinning bookshelves and. Trapdoors. I hope so. That w- oh man, that's what this movie fucking needed. Was the the people under the stairs? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I was like, get to the- I was thinking young Franken's, uh, young, oh, yeah. young Frankenstein and or Clue, but yes, the people <laughs> who live under the stairs. I I know that there's a version of this book from uh, Dick Face's point of view, but like, what I really want to see is the book from Wait, did, Wait really? No, no. I was gonna say that's, that, no, that's Twilight. That's what I was say. I know Twilight Are you does. Sure, it. I'm like. Ninety-nine percent sure I that that was that Twilight. She did it from. Then she copied that once again. Once, from yeah, once Twilight. again, just going back to the fan fiction. Well, um, I could be wrong, uh, but I God. also don't care. Anyway, that's the book I want to read. Is this garbage from Taylor's point of view of him just insufferably dealing with these two dumbasses? I think you're right. And no, I'm not about it. No, god damn it. You're I'm not right. about it. I'm it, so mad about it. It's just called Grey. It came out the same yeah. year as the movie. I'm... Fuck. <laughs> I want to say that she tried to write a book that was out of that universe. It bombed. So she's like, well, back I to the I guess old. I'll go back to the well. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't mind... Uh, One hit wonder. Uh, Marsha 
Gay Harden as Ms. Ms. Gray. That was also who worked for me. She... As like uh, as uh, Christian's mom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought she was good. I I, I enjoyed her presence. Not a huge part presence. in the movie, but not a huge yeah. part. She's not a huge part in the book either. I might also be bringing some of my enjoyment of her over from. I think she's in the mist. Oh, and I think she might be in the first Silent Hill movie. I can't remember. I have not seen. The she first tends Silent to play Hill. crazy bitches. <laughs> which I, I don't know where this character goes, uh, but I could see it going that way. Uh, I'm trying to think who else works. I don't know Anna's mom. Yeah, she, like I didn't mind her. Yeah, yeah, but they look. They don't look. They don't look like they're related. And not only just didn't look related, the mom was hotter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that take, actually. <laughs> and just like Mrs. Robinson, what we never so, see, we never see Mrs. Robinson, uh-uh. huh? We don't. I was thinking of uh, the graduate, Mrs. Robinson. I'm like, we could have that kind of situation going. And then you said we don't meet Mrs. Robinson. That's how that's how they refer to the the child molester that, that uh, as Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, they refer to her as Mrs. As Mrs. That's, Robinson. That's the we name. had a bit of a miscommunication that only got grosser the longer we wanted we talked yeah. about it. Um, I was making the joke that since Bella's mom is hotter. That we have a Mrs. Robinson situation, which is reference to the graduate. Yes. But there's already a reference to the graduate in the movie, but they're not referencing the hot mom. They're re- referencing a child molester. Yes. Why are we having this conversation? Uh, I ask E. Ask e. L. James. <laughs> Just... Dear Electric Labia. God damn what it. What the fuck? Who hurt you? What is you doing? <laughs> Dear Ice Dragon Snow Queen. <laughs> No, no, Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. Wait, was that her actual? That was her pen name. Yes, that was the real pen name before ELJs. On, on like the fanfic websites, that was her. <laughs> Which like fanfic listen. websites, and I have to assume Neopets. I, uh, you know where I bet it might have maybe showed up is uh, Literotica. Oh, I don't doubt that for a second. Good lord. It's like. Not the shit on fan fiction. Like no, the very first thing I ever wrote was fine. fan fiction. It was like Gundam Wing fan fiction. It was a little gay. Hell yeah. And you know Hell what? Yeah. <laughs> I I wrote it for my friends in homeroom and uh hid it where no one can ever find it. And you know what? Never put it on the internet. Nice. Yeah. What would your pen name be? I'm not a pussy, so just use my name. Not a puss. <laughs> God damn it. Um, my, my, uh, pen name would be, you know, you know, Marmaduke, Schlong, Schlong Slayer, uh, Tony Hawk. Schlong Slayer Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's, please. Does any, does anyone else work in this cast? No. No. I agree. <laughs> they're all supposed to be like college students and they all look like they're 30. Yeah. Our age, AKA in their 30s. Hey, uh, what about the story work? We talked about the negotiation Ooh. scene. Uh, the neg- yeah, no, the business meeting scene is hands down the best scene in the entire film. Just structurally, cinematically, color grade wise, is fascinating. Yeah, right? yeah. like the, I, overall, I thought the color grading in the movie was pretty solid. But like that was like uh, the highlight scene for that. It, I actually shit on the color grade later, but oh, really? Yeah, okay. I do like it in that scene. You, you, you have a, you also have a more studied eye on those things than I do. So. Yeah, but you have two functioning eyes. 
You have two mostly functioning eyes. Mostly. Yeah, <laughs> most mostly functioning is an important caveat. It felt like they brought in a guest director for that scene. Because the whole scene, the whole look of the scene feels different. Yeah. They got like a good performance out of the actors. They really didn't anywhere else. Or maybe they just like didn't tell E.L. James that they were shooting further that day. They're like, oh, that's a wrap for the day. <laughs> oh, no. See you later. Oh, oh, no, no. This is a second unit day. We're going yeah. to be shooting in <laughs> yeah. Georgia. Yeah. We're, you're you're going to need to be in Georgia. They just have like the stands and show up. And they're like, maybe if we have her stand real far away, she won't notice. Uh, she, we, we got her onto the Walking Dead set. We're just <laughs> going to hope something happens. That was a Greg, weird episode Greg, of Walking Dead. Greg Nicotero's a friend. It's fine. Just... <laughs> Such a horny episode of Walking Dead. <laughs> Why is nobody dry humping? Ew. Um, <laughs> that is what I mean. That is what I tune into Walking Dead for is all the dry, all the dry humping. humping. Yes. Just... <laughs> um, <laughs> anything oh, else man. for the uh, movie work? No. Great. Yeah. I for themes, I, I said rich people are entitled, and I definitely got that from the movie. Maybe it wasn't intentional that... theme. But I, I got it out of there. Comes across, yeah. I say, I'd say there's a, there's a bit of that sprinkling, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of simping for the rich, a oh, lot of simping that. for the rich. The book's worse. Uh, I, I mean, surprised. we quoted Carnegie. Well, that and like, there's, there's a point where, so he makes such a big deal out of like Anna not drinking or taking any that drugs. Pisses me off so much. So in the book. He specifically goes so far to say regarding drug use that he himself never uses drugs. In fact, he's vehemently anti-drug and he requires all of his employees to undergo random drug testing. So he's one of those. Mm-hmm. I do think he pays taxes. No. <laughs> no. 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 He's 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 too busy uh he's too busy probably buying parts of Twitter with Elon Musk. <laughs> Uh, I have a question for the pervert. Um, <laughs> yes. So I, I watched Secretary and. I've it, only seen the sex scene from that movie, but continue. There's an aspect of, you know, it's it's subdom as well. And James Spader controls Maggie Gyllenhaal's, what she consumes as far as like food. And I, I want to say like that, is, that's got to be part of the subdom aspect, right? It can be. But to me. While it felt, because he's like, you can have four peas, two scoops of mashed potatoes. And he's like, what else are you eating? Ice cream. You can have all the ice cream you want. <laughs> what? So we'll we'll get to the the campy bit. Like the movie is both campy and hot. You can you can eat these wood shavings that I found. <laughs> you can eat you so... can eat you can eat total cereal, just plain total. Yeah. But you can have all of these excess candy canes I got from a shipping <laughs> from, uh, from a shipping error. But if that's if that was in the movie, I would have been like, I would not have been surprised. <laughs> I mean, they do talk about her, her her dietary restrictions. Like he has a mm. whole appendix of like approved foods that uh-huh. she can't snack at all unless it's fruit. But they don't actually tell you what those foods are. Mostly because she's like, that's a deal breaker. Fuck you. <laughs> so my question is, is that part of the subdom life? It can be. So there's this distinction between like kind of living it. So 24-7 versus something that happens to varying degrees, whether it's in the bedroom. There's no like cut and dry formula for what a dom 
and submissive relationship looks like because it can go in a lot of different directions. Because sometimes Dom's submissive, you know, and sometimes they're jokingly the soft Dom's. Have you eaten today? Yeah. Have you had anything to drink today? Hydrate or dihydrate. Um, <laughs> or Aww, it's <laughs> cute. Or there's the you know there's the you can't do X Y and Z mm-hmm. and the controlling and sometimes you can get into age play with that and yada mm-hmm. yada. So there's all sorts of different avenues. Or it could just be an aspect of the bedroom to varying degrees, whether it's handcuffs or shibari, which is the rope tying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which um, she googles. And then is scandalized and closes her laptop. Yeah, she looks at two pictures and is like, <gasps> oh! Yeah, I'm like, first day on the internet, huh? <laughs> it's rough. To me, so like, I saw that in Secretary. When I saw that in Fifty Shades, it felt like abuse to me. I mean... Am I, I just being no, um, a prude? No, because I think the issue comes in that we have so many... We have left the gray and we're into the like red and yellow and orange flags of their relationship Mm -hmm. that a dominant and submissive relationship, a dom can have a lot of control over his submissive. And even if the goal is to, on one hand, hurt their submissive, Mm -hmm. it's still to take care of them as well. Hmm. Okay. If that like yeah, and I think there are points where he does try to frame it as like uh, as like no, this diet's very important. I need you to be in shape. I need you to have stamina. But it's like he's only framing it from his need for what he right. needs her to fulfill. It's not from a point of like no, this is actually for like your own well being. Like I want to make sure that like you like you know you're you're you know your best self. You're whatever. But and I think that he's already doing that before they've even formed any kind of relationship. When she's yes. in the bar and he's like. I don't want you drinking another drink. And that's the issue because dudes will show up and be like, I'm a dom. And I'm like, Mm. and I'm like, okay, who the fuck are you? I'm not your submissive. (laughs) So like, scoot. Like, I have no allegiance or agreement or discussion with you. You don't even know if I am a submissive. Or not. Yeah, like you. We I have, am just a femme, and not. you assumed that I must bow to thee, and all you're going to get is my foot up your ass. Yeah, we have not exchanged two words, and no, you have introduced the but, fact that you were a dom. Insert he, meme of guy with the veins bulging out of his head, just <laughs> waiting to tell you yeah. that he's a dom. And just, wears a fedora and doesn't have any control anywhere else in uh, his life. That hat's just been ruined by so many jags. Right? <laughs> and he's just going to show up and tell you how you should be. And, yeah, sorry. I started to... It, it, it's, a, it's a too real spiral to go down, yes, I'm it sure. Is. So what worked for the production? I said Beyonce. Yes. Honestly, some of the music was good. Like, like the Beyonce song was good. We were texting back and forth. We were, because there were, so, oh my God, there were some moments where it's just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Because there were. Be a beast of bird. <laughs> Fuck you. Because, like, like, some of the songs are really good. Like, the Beyonce song mm-hmm. was good, though it did overpower the dialogue a little bit, at least upon my watching. There was dialogue. I actually missed some, the dialogue as well. <laughs> some it wasn't important. It was it was it was a sexy scene, but um, the weekend. I enjoyed the weekend. I I liked some of uh, Danny Elfman's score actually. Like when you actually when he actually got a chance to put score right. into things, it was good. It also like atypical of the stuff you usually hear from Danny Elfman. Like it's not. Uh, it's not like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burtony in any way, shape, or form. If you didn't see his name, 
You would have no, no idea. No fucking idea. The fact that yeah, I saw it and immediately texted Jack. It was like, Danny Elfman did the music yeah. for this? I saw it too and I was like, can't wait to see if that shows up. It doesn't really. Yeah, no. It's, his, uh, his known style doesn't show up. I, I, I said, what's this, but not in the way that he would have triggered in the, you know, in other way, in the right, Nightmare right, Before right. Christmas way. <laughs> um, wait, that's the same person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what would have been so much more interesting? <laughs> Can we do a like no nightmare no. before Christmas? Nope. We'll have real dialogue. I'm gonna write it. What's this? Okay. What's this? There's handcuffs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, the butt plugs uh, musical numbers gonna be wild. Um, oh god, <laughs> I, I know it's gonna be really hard to get through this because there's so little to talk about. But what didn't work? <laughs> About Ooh, gonna uh, make me scrape the barrel here. Okay, um, starting chemistry. with the cast. Chemistry. S- the chemistry between uh, Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson yeah. is just not there. And one of the things I said while we were watching, and I, I feel so bad, like ripping into these two actors. Like, uh, honestly, but, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. At one point, he's like mounting her on the bed, and all I can see <laughs> is this, like knuckles, like gorilla move up the bed, and I was just like. Somebody didn't look at that and think there's like a better way. It was just so clumsy and stiff. Yeah. And it was just bad. The this is kind of a different aspect of bad, but like the they should have been able to shoot it in a manner that didn't make him look like some kind of Japanese weird arm creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I've seen that Korean horror film, and it did not turn me on. Jamie Dornan as Samara. Right. <laughs> right. I, huh. So, I think... <laughs> I, I don't hate it. It was, uh, <laughs> it was some weird imagery in my head that I wasn't totally against. New King Color. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, no. I learned something I didn't want to know about this myself. this doesn't awaken anything in me. But uh, can he climb out of a well? <laughs> well, can he? <laughs> Uh, Sorry, so go ahead. individually, I think their their performances, like when they're when they're not directly interacting with each other, I think are fine. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, no. As soon as they're like interacting directly with each other, it's just it's it's clumsy. It's it, it's it is lacking any kind of charisma or chemistry. It it's tedious. It comes across as tedious. It feels like they cast uh, Dakota Johnson and Charlie uh, Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Yeah. I'm assuming that there was some chemistry there. I would like to see that. And I, I... then they're like, oh shit, we're filming in like a week. Who's a meaty oh, boy? Oh, so American Curse. But you did a good job. You did do Thanks. a good job, yeah. <laughs> but just the chaos of like, oh shit. It, it unfortunately happens not all the time, but like it's not totally uncommon for an actor right. to have to bail at the last moment. And they're like... Ugh. And, and and Jamie uh, Dornum, uh, Dornob was on the shortlist. Like he was in the running. It's sure. just like yeah, well yeah, they're not going to just go like uh, Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that would oh have been a completely God. different. <laughs> he would definitely do the Samara thing. <laughs> oh I, I think this is really fit the character in this moment. It's just like I'm, I'm gonna crawl on the ceiling backwards. Have you seen Train Spotting? <laughs> I have no idea if I'm doing a good Nick Cage. Just uh, yeah. So I, yeah. So like they they don't work. 
uh, you mentioned that like none of the college students look like they're of college student Blended, age. Yeah. yeah, that like that they that doesn't work. So like like Kate doesn't work. Jose doesn't work. His brother. His brother. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's like you're in a different movie, sir. Yeah, it's it, it's like <laughs> like I know you're the douchebag brother, God, but you're it, in like. It old makes school. Me, it makes me babe. think a little bit Laters, of babe. I, I mean, that's a repeating thing throughout the book too. Like, it was a running gag that she forced, and I hated. Yeah. Oh God. And I'm just thinking about Colin Farrell's Deadshot or Bullseye, rather, uh, and how he <laughs> feels like he's in a completely different movie yeah. in Daredevil. Uh, this is not quite as cartoonish as that, but he does feel out of place. I actually, I, I need to talk about Jose for a minute, please, because. So you mentioned he was the one person of color in the entire movie, and he's made to be, like, date rapey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself is a giant problem. His portrayal in the book is so much worse, just from, like, the whole him trying to kiss her while they're drunk scene Mm -hmm. and just his characterization throughout the entire story. He's way needier. Like, they mentioned in the movie, he, like, oh, he called, like, a couple of times while you were gone. No, right. he, 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 in the book, he calls every hour on the hour trying to apologize and trying to get a hold of Anastasia. He's way clingier, way more, like, obsessive. He, it, it, like, from the moment he's introduced, almost every other word out of his mouth is something along the lines of Dios mio or some other, like, just, just, like, so like a 1980s, cliched like, Spanish comic phrase. Book character. Yeah, kind of. Also, you mentioned that uh, in the movie, the beetle comes from uh, comes from her dad, right? In in the book, it's Jose's, oh. and he gave it to her, and it had originally that been, been his, my fuck and, up. and it, ori- yeah. it had originally been his mom's, and before that, it was his grandmother's. Ah, yeah, uh, I think I, Belinda did a whoopsie because I did. That I was, was my like, bad. why? Because I'm like this college student who works in a hardware shop. Like, how does she have like a vintage beetle? And Belinda had said, like, oh, that's for your stepdad. I'm like, oh. So no, I thought I thought that that's what they had said in the movie as well. But then again, I was so, like, just, like, beside myself with, with how stupid Either way, what I was watching was. He probably should have said something before he stole her fucking car, even if it was from Creepy Douchebag. Yeah. Just in general, yes. Okay, so nobody other than Taylor worked on the cast, basically. And, 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 and the mom. And the mom. Production. Well, E.L. James. What do you mean? I mean, clearly from from uh, from what you said, E.L. James had such a like a, an oppressive uh, presence on the set that they weren't able to like fix any of the dialogue. They weren't able to like make changes that would help the story or the characterization, or that would allow for things to feel less clunky and awkward. Can you imagine if they had let Stephen King on the set of The Shining, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining? Oh my God! The someone would have died. Multiple people would have died. Yeah. Uh, and I think the only reason they would they even like let her on the set was because her fan base was so vocal. Uh, like whenever Charlie uh, Human was <laughs> cast, I guess they like the fans were not happy because he didn't match the description of uh, Christian um, Gray Gray what is face. It? Huh? I think I'm like just like a buff looking blonde dude. I think right. What Charlie Hunnam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. See, this is this is why I am of the opinion at this point that fandom should have no fucking say in how a movie gets nope. made nope. at all. Because if 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 people in fandoms were taken seriously throughout every stage of 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 development of a film, Heath Ledger's Joker would not have happened. Correct. I'm a huge fucking nerd, but 
as long as you're honoring the general idea of the whatever you're adapting, great. Like yeah. Winter Soldier is n- nothing like the comic book. No, it's one of my favorite Marvel ones. He's great. If they had adapted it like page for page, it probably would not have worked. In fact, like most stories that are adapted page by page don't work on film. Yeah, that's because they're oh, you mean like different the forms of art, like Watchmen. Yeah. <sighs> Could you imagine if people got all up in arms and were like, no, we can't have a Batman movie without Robin. There would have been no Batman for the past, like, yeah. 30 years. Well, except, so for, <laughs> except for Joel Schumacher's mm. Batman. Now I'm thinking of Alan Moore being on the set of The Watchmen. <laughs> and all, so Holy many people were cursed. shit. <laughs> Great orgies, terrible curses. Weirdly enough, Alan only Moore. got along with Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> that makes perfect sense, actually. So, <laughs> Christian... Gray's appearance is described as tall, lean yet muscular, broad-shouldered, with dark copper-colored hair and intense bright gray eyes. James Dorian isn't yeah. tall. Or cop- have copper-colored hair. Even yeah. dark copper, because that would be a darker version of my hair. I mean, like, there's ways to, like, fudge some of that. And, like, you're never going to have, like, a one-to-one, like, ap- like appearance adaptation, I think, with a lot of these things. No, I've but... never really given a fuck about hair color either. Like, how many bat- how many Bruce Wayne's have we had that are not dark-haired? Yeah, Mal Kilmer. Most of them. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Michael Where Keaton. Where it matters is Outlander. Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so... The, the filming of the sex scenes to me was boring, and yeah, why? Listen, I know we all wanted to see the pervy bits, but everything was so overlit. Like, where are the shadows? There were no shadows. Yeah, no, it was it was a bit. I don't want to go so far as washed out, but it was mm-hmm. very it wasn't quite washed out. But like, it was it was it was everything was very brightly lit. It, <laughs> I was. It reminded me of the non-sex scene from Big where she goes to turn out the light and then like Tom Hanks turns them back on. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But that's funny. But that's funny. It's it's supposed to be a funny bit. I'm like, shadows are kind of hot. Like, yeah, we we all look better with a little bit of shadow. It's like if there's a particular color that kind of fits in with shadows. It's not black, but can't put my finger steel. on it. Steel. steel. <laughs> kind of halfway between white and black. What is that? Maybe if you mix them together. Kind of gray. No, it's no, not no, it. Mauve. No. Uh... There we go. <laughs> Maybe even more mauve. It's uh, a stupid fucking movie. Um, this is a stupid fucking this, show. The story. <laughs> this is a particular <laughs> stupid fucking episode. Uh, anyway. The story was predictable, cliched, the, sh- the characters, shitty. Yeah, it's just utterly devoid of anything to really grip you. Just even like even moments that were supposed to be like visually like impressive, like the the like the the glider scene, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be happening at like the crack of dawn. They're supposed to be like they're, they're supposed to be seeing the sunrise as, as that happens. And it's supposed not... to be like his attempt at a grand romantic gesture. I hated it as yeah. as a character moment. I hated it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the rich boy taking the poor dumb girl away from her mom to. Yeah. 
fly on a not plane. Yeah, they, they, they didn't develop the moment at all or like have it mean anything more significant. It was just, or we're doing a spectacle now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing a thing. Like We're doing was, the rich people thing. I was thinking yep. about all the shit that he does for her. None of it is excluding buying her a new laptop or whatever. None of it is based on something she said, I enjoyed this, I enjoyed that. No. It's all, I'm rich, look at me be rich. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's exactly it. It's him flexing his wealth. Yeah, I'm like I d- don't, I don't know anything about you, sir. Aside from you, you kink and don't understand how to, and you rich. I don't even know what your job is, other than be rich. Actually, that's something else that really doesn't fucking work in this is th- the divulgence of bits and pieces of Christian Grey's history, because in the book. Like the whole conversation about his mom being like uh, like being a crack addict and a sex worker, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, in the movie, he sits down as she's sleeping and just says it around her. Remember that? I zoned out. Because I was like, she, I was like, wait, he's like talking, and her eyes aren't even open. She's yeah. not even awake. She's not even awake for it. I, no, that that is actually like a moment of contention and like of of like a, a deep like more emotional revelation mm-hmm. for them conversationally in the book. I did kind of like maybe I'm maybe I was inserting depth where there wasn't any to be had, but I kind of liked that he could only divulge that information to her when she was asleep. Like that was the closest he could get to opening up. Um, yeah. But also, it was acted poorly, and I zoned out. Yeah. Even his like facial expressions were monotone. His voice was monotone because we were talking about this earlier. Like James Spader has a bit of a monotone, but he works it, and even in his monotone. I can get so many different levels of subtext. And like, you know, he uses the rest of his body to act. Yes. Whereas uh, this performance by Jamie Jamie Dornan feels stiff. It was a piece of marble. Yeah. I hated it. Uh, I could go through every every scene and say like, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. And none of it worked. None of it worked. Except for one scene and... The butler. <laughs> if I was a drinking gal, what we should have done for this episode oh, no. was take a shot every time Jack said, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> and, and then we'd be we'd, dead. We'd be <laughs> under the table. Absolutely it, pissed. Have we watched worse movies? Yes. Yes. I think that's fair to say. This is the reason this one pisses me off as much as it does is it's a traditional traditional by the numbers narrative beginning middle end mm-hmm. probably strap it up to the hero's journey Ish. and they fucked it up they fucked it up really like it, it it feels like fan fiction and by fan fiction i mean somebody who is not taking the time to learn structure character um arcs Bad fan fiction. Bad fan fiction. Yeah, because you have there is definitely fan fiction out there that does understand yeah. those things. But the only thing that makes fan fiction fan fiction is that you're taking an IP that isn't your own and writing it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the 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 couple of instances where Hollywood has taken that fan fiction and made a movie out of it, it's been fucking horrible. Such as this and some other movie I can't remember. It's not important. Yeah, I mean, this is the prime. This is our focus right now, though. This is this is the chief example yeah. that we need to hold up of that. I mean, I almost would have rather just like Twilight aged a few more years, you know, above eighteen, and given me something kinky versus this. Plus, then you get vampires. Yeah, I'm like, at least you get vampires. Yeah. Do they play baseball? Do they sparkle? They do. Yeah. I they can do. forgive the baseball. 
Is it weird that I'm actually more against the baseball than the sparkling? <laughs> Kinda. It's all bad, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, whatever. I I want to like go through and be more in depth with our critique, but also I don't. Just... I think I think we've driven the point home at the uh, at this point. If you're considering renting this movie, don't rent Secretary. Rent Secretary. It's been said before, much spicier. by many many other people, and we will echo that sentiment here. Uh, oh, you know what? I forgot. There was something else I wanted to bring up in terms of things that don't work that I think is specific and worth pointing out. Um, you listen to my brother, my brother, and me. Indeed, I do. Yes, I was so, a very long drink. So, episode three hundred and fifty-five of my brother, my brother, and me. Justin loses his mind for a little bit over, uh, o- over Christian Gray's Dom jeans. Oh, because it's, oh. it's 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 very it's very apparent that whenever he gets into his Dom attire, he's completely nude except for blue jeans, which is about as plain and unsexy a thing as you can put on. It's also a really bad cut of jean. It's a bad cut of jean. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, but people were legit pissed that his jeans weren't the right jeans featured in the movie. Yeah, because in the book they're they're described as like worn uh, like torn jeans. Like like they've they've seen a lot of action. But he's wearing like clean raw denim in this movie. It's too dark to... So, like, I'm, I'm a shades darker. God damn it! Like, I, I'm a pretty vanilla person whenever it comes to sex. Like, I'm, I, I am not one for power dynamics and so on and so forth. It, even I understand that, like, if you're gonna get into that kind of thing with somebody of that stature, the fucking suit's part of it, right? I think a a nice cut dress shirt. And tie goes a long way. If you're going to wear jeans, I think they, as like a sexy part, because you said that that was a big aspect of the story. What what was it that people were getting out of that sexually? What did you call it earlier? Cum gutters? <laughs> it's cum gutters. Yeah. Like the, so like like the, the V. Ah, uh, the V. To, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> The, uh, you the, can thank Robert Evans and the folks behind the bastards right. for cum gutters. That's kind where of, I got that from. Kind yeah. of similar to like the fascination with like gray sweatpants. These like worn jeans were so, really the equivalent of just like low hanging, fit real nice, mm-hmm. just kind of like make the booty look good type of jeans. And, and he, I think because it was so different from his usual persona. But. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why they. I think that's why they're a big deal as well. But I don't think they work. Like I think they specific, like whoever the customer were was, uh, picked poorly. It looks like yeah. a pair of jeans his mom picked out for him. Yeah, um, as somebody like, whose mom picks him out jeans sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how like it works. in my younger days when I was a little bit fitter. Uh, I had jeans and I'm like. Oh, that was pretty good. I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say that people don't look attractive in jeans. While you know, while people can pull off a good pair of jeans and like mm-hmm. excellent, sure. they make such a big fucking deal over his tie. They do the specific tie that he that he uses to bind her multiple times throughout the film because they do it in the book too. Specifically, it's the about fucking book cover. How it is? It is the book cover. It is literally the book cover, and it, they they go out of their way to like point out how like it leaves a pattern on her wrists afterward, and she's like hmm. marveling at that, and she's obsessed with that, and thinks about it all the fucking time. You're not going to wear that with jeans. You're not being donned by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I was thinking like, of like 
a high school uh, like math teacher who wears like blue jeans and a dress shirt and tie for like dress down Fridays or whatever the fuck it sure. is. Sure. Yeah, casual Fridays. Casual Fridays. Yeah. You know, naked Fridays. <laughs> oh no. Oh That's... baby, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody wanted that. So you guys bad. didn't have the sexy math teacher? No. No, no. me neither. Definitively no. no. I like the insertion. Of what? <laughs> I like I like, I like I like when they put it in. <laughs> for real, that worked for me because like the, the insertion of what a um, male phallus into a female's <laughs> okay tuna canoe. <laughs> Do you call well, it a tuna canoe? It's been canoe? great, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you mean like when he rips? He like hunk. Uh, the, the weird. There was a weird moment where he like teeth rips a condom, which like. Always be careful to do because like I'm like the fucking that's, condom. That's not you didn't need it. You have hands. You're you have opposable thumbs. It's yeah. Fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but like we see him like put on a condom at least once. Yeah. And like the first, I think it's the first time they have sex. We see him like guide his penis in. Yeah, which, which you like, don't usually get in movies. Which you don't know. That's why it works for me. It's like I in, mean, in get, film, you, it's like you get like the motion of that. Right. You yeah. don't see like the close up. <laughs> Underneath yeah. the nutsack of <laughs> poor. Uh, you I switch the taint cam. You don't have. <laughs> you know that Stanley Kubrick would have developed a brand new camera system called the taint cam. One hundred twenty-seven takes of taint cam. <laughs> that poor cameraman. He probably got so many farts in his face. No, your taint thrusting cam. rhythm is off. Do it again. <laughs> I wonder how many farts there were. Not enough. Not enough. Uh, but, the, like, you don't normally see that in a film. It's just people seem to have, like, magically um, heat-guided wieners. and Or, if you're Tommy Wiseau, you fuck their stomach. What? Oh, you haven't seen The Room. Never the mind. Room. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Remember the time I completely and totally fucked up the difference between The Room, Room, and what was the other one? There was like a third one. They couldn't tell the oh, difference. No, those are not movies you want to fucking mix up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I forget. You had to text Scott because you you're of your shame. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a number of movies that uh, you don't want to accidentally rent those. Anyway, uh, did this movie deserve its accolades? Yeah, sure did. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be back to fix this piece of shit. I think. Hey, you! Wanna get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole, and we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul mouth biddies have an always casual, often comedic. What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down Nostalgia Lane, and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at Doom Gen Pod. Later, Doomers! Welcome back to Durazzled. We're going to take Fifty Shades of Grey and make it slightly more palatable. Try. Operative (laughs) word, try. Uh, So, I want to start by recasting the leads. Okay. Um, I think those are the most obvious choices to recast. Because, like, the rest, either the rest were serviceable or not bad. I, I went with two separate pairs because being comfortable with nudity... I think would cut a lot of actors out. 
Right, like that's why Amelia Clark backed out because yeah. while I think she could have potentially been great in the role, maybe yeah, just a hard it's a hard no for her at this point. I said we should just cast straight up like this should have just been cast with like actual porn actual. stars because oh, they probably wow. also would have been like better actors. <laughs> that have been wild. I and I was like we could go that route, but they would never have given the budget to that and yeah. unless there was a, an A list director involved, like Lars Large Venture using porn actors for uh, Nymphomaniac. Right. Steven Spielberg using porn actors right. for uh, the Indiana Jones 6. I kind of <laughs> hope he just cracks in his last couple of years and, <laughs> and just is like, you know what? Fuck this whole family-friendly image. just doing porn and music just videos from this mu- point on. <laughs> he said he's not doing any more musicals, actually. No, music videos. Oh. Yeah, no, I heard he's not doing any more musicals. But music videos are still music on the table. videos. Um, hmm. So for Christian Grey, for option one, I'm going to say the less likely <laughs> to do it because of boobus tom hiddleston and oh, oh he would have been the tall lanky yeah, yeah. but broad shouldered mm, i just saw mm. he was engaged and my heart broke but anyway because <laughs> if i ever stood a chance mm. but and i went with somebody that might be a bit of a weird choice but i'm sticking by it uh emma roberts emma roberts she is in Scream 4. She is in Scream Queens. Okay. She is in Nerve. And the um, uh, American Horror Story. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen her in that, but she is in that. Um, I think Black Coat she plays Daughter like or something like that. The you, Did you watch American Horror Story? Uh, like very, very little. What about Coven? The no. one with the witches and Stevie Nicks? And... I, I wanted to go with her because I think she can play both the, like, Oh, okay. I know who she is. That makes me un- uh, mildly uncomfortable because I was introduced to her on a Nickelodeon show. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was not. So, but I think she can pull off both the uh, naive young woman, but also can do rep- uh, repartee, which is important. I I'd buy that. Yeah, I'd believe that. I would feel a little weird age-wise, though, between it, her it, it and uh, be- between her and Tom Hiddleston. It, in this, the I do Nicolo- age them up. The, the Nickelodeon show is unfabulous. Oh, that one. Yeah. With the people. People. So she is Julia Roberts' niece and Era Roberts' daughter. Oh. Yeah. Huh. She she has a pedigree. Um, Interesting. I, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird statement. That is <laughs> pedigree is a weird word, but I mean, was that the right use of the word? No, it is. Like, yeah, I, but I, usually it's used for like dogs. Yeah, she. <laughs> like, like, it, it, people do refer to an acting pedigree, but it is still like a weird thing to apply to a human. <laughs> it reminds me of this X Men comic, New X Men, written by Grant Morrison, where Jean Grey asks Emma Frost. Uh, she's like, Emma, what makes you such a bitch? <laughs> and Emma's like. Excellent breeding, darling. That uh, that is some bullshit that Emma Frost would say. Yeah, God yeah. damn it. Uh, anyway, what's the, anyway your other uh, pairing? So so that's my like. I'm pretty sure we because I've I've definitely seen Tom Hiddleston's ass. I think in High Rise. Um, and I feel like he would. We could talk him into a little bit of Nick. Um, Dick Nick. Or wait, no, sorry, that was my safe choice. That was that was my like. I don't think they would do it because of nudity. Oh, okay. I still think Tom Hiddleston would do it, but I don't I, like I don't him with think, the other one. I I don't think Emma Roberts would no, do it, and so. and again, that still feels like a weird like age. age gap. I I age them up in this, but yeah, 
Yeah. It is, it is still guy. Um, Chris Pine. Oh. And Christian Connolly. So I, I fucked up when I was watching this. I was like, yeah, I have, I've, I've haven't seen this actress in anything else besides uh, Cabin in the Woods. What was her name? And uh, Kristen Connolly. Oh, is that the one you thought was? I was, this? I was incorrect. Yeah, I was like, I was certain that the actress in Fifty Shades of Grey was the same actress that's in Cabin oh, in the, the Woods. Oh, lead, the lead actress from Ca- from Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not. Because you were like, I thought she was cute, good act. I'm like, she she was cute and good act. And I like that. I, I think she I think she could do very well with this if I, she was comfortable with it. She and did nudity in House of Cards. So I f- who was she in House of Cards? I she was in the first season. I think she was the one that Corey, what's his face, was having an affair with. I think it's, it's been, been so a while long since yeah. I watched that fucking show. I just mm. but she's in it. Um, I think she's a great actress. I would love to see her in more films. She's done a lot of TV. Um, and then Chris Pine is another one that's a little older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to see his dick. What? I can't argue with that. I mean, that's fair, but it was such a weird cast for me. What, Chris Chris Pine and... As Christian Grey? Yeah. I think Chris... I like I like Kristen Connolly a lot. Mm-hmm. I would the... go with her. Yeah. What do you think about Tom Hiddleston and Kristen... Connolly. I could I could get behind that. Okay. I still I still feel like Tom Hiddleston and Emma Roberts would give me a more interesting film. I I like Ugh. both their performances, but I also um at the end of the day I don't care and I stand by that. <laughs> I wish this would have gone with the same level of campy as Cabin in the Woods. I think so. I, I think so like, camp would have been great for the this. The very movie. next thing I was going to talk about uh actually um, was themes. And within themes, I wanted to have, like, I don't know, a sense of humor about what's going on. Like, this movie took itself so fucking seriously. Mm. It, that, that is the one of the biggest failings of it, I think, because the book actually does have some of a sense of humor. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, like book Christian is actually kind of playful, and, like, hmm. he kind of, he, he sees some of the humor behind, like, their interactions and what's going on much more, like, but a lot of it's conveyed through like chapter long fucking email exchanges. <laughs> That's a ah, like Dracula, the classic. Yes, Dracula. how that is like nothing but telegraphs. Or, yeah, that and the audiobook version is actual Morse code. No, it's <laughs> you have an email from Dracula. <laughs> it, the, the... You've got mail. <laughs> New title. Can you imagine subject a, like, line? How mid, are you? Mid nineties remake of Dracula. Exact same thing, but just like because the Dracula's just like letters sent back and forth. That's how you're reading it. But emails. Oh, so it's not like the coloring book I had just... as a kid that was steamy that Jack has mentioned that I've brought up a few times. But I had like a steamy coloring book with like this like really kind of like scandalous hot scene between like Dracula and Mina. And yeah, sure. <laughs> and it just like disappeared. And I was like, did, did like, did I do something like thirteen year old? Like, or not? I had to be younger than thirteen, but like, which makes it weird. But I like, was going to bring that up earlier when you're like, yeah, my mom didn't really censor me from books, and I was like, except for that one coloring book that was steamy and magically disappeared. <laughs> it was either her or it would have been my grandma. Mm, yeah, more likely my grandma. I've been like yeah. for for years. I'm like, I should find that coloring book for like a Christmas or birthday gift. That's a great idea. <laughs> but I would I'm like, key with. 
I don't know. Like, I would have to buy so many Dracula coloring books to figure out which one it is. Just get this giant (laughs) box of all Dracula coloring books that, like, at least came out in the, like, mid 90s. Late 90s, early 2000s. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, this would have a little bit of camp. Not, like, full camp, but, like, like Secretary has a sense of humor. Yeah. And that makes the characters likable. Uh, whereas that would, this, Fifty that Shades a, doesn't. I a don't... little bit would have gone a long yeah. way here. Like the, does the butt plug do yeah. what it says on the box? Yeah. That, like, that would have been so it, good. Like when, when she asked, like, what's a butt plug in the movie? Like, I, I, I texted Jack and was like, did she really just fucking ask that? And there's moments of that type of humor in the contract scene. And I'm like, oh, this is the one scene where I, like, kind of like you both. Because you you're a personality. both being... Even if not intentionally funny, you're still it's still funny. Yeah. Because he's like, um, are you sure about the fisting? I wonder <laughs> that, that that was a pretty good question. <laughs> I wonder now in retrospect uh, yeah. <laughs> if it was because it because they, they said they did a lot of laughing on set. Uh-huh. Was oh, did it they just, get all the laughing out? They got the giggles out too much mm, in between it, so, takes. So they're just like, <laughs> like, was that their actual reaction? Leaking through as they're they having just this could scene. Be. Recorded the uh, rehearsal of the scene and kept it. Yep, people act directionally sometimes. Uh, <laughs> so, and this is very frustrating. Um, Brett Easton Ellis wanted to write the script. Brett Easton, wait, like American Psycho, Brett Easton yes. Ellis. Yes, that's kind of weird. Uh, so I hired him for my version. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like, I. I mostly because of Wait, um, American Psycho. Yeah. Huh. For those who are not movie nerd buffs. Well, but he wrote the book. He wrote the book. Book buffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also wrote um, Less Than Zero. And uh, what there was the the movie that I was like, oh, I could see him doing this for. Um, the Rules of Attraction. Yes, thank you. Uh, he okay. he wrote Rules of Attraction, which is. Not it. It deals with like sexuality in college, sure, and a lot of it is not great because bad things happen in college. But there's also yeah. moments where I'm like, okay, like this could be hot. So maybe like a like a more at this point like a more mature like learned Brady Sinellis. Yeah, yeah. Which like in 2015 ish, yeah. he would have interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and if nothing else, couldn't be worse. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be tough. Like it could it could be worse, but it'd be really hard to be worse. Uh, and then for the director, I hired Petty Jenkins to kind of keep Brady Stanellis <laughs> on track. Okay, I like that. I, I I I like that dynamic right there. However, however, she did direct Monster. She did direct Monster, which that's right. she also directed Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah, she directed the first one too. Yeah. Uh, Monsters is a very good movie, but it's also about uh, Eileen Wernos, yeah, who was a serial killer. Maybe shouldn't have a movie made about her. <laughs> Just um, excellent movie. She's hard to watch. Going to direct Rogue Squadron. Is she or did she drop out I of that? Th- I, she might have dropped out of that. I'm not 100% sure. The state of the Star Wars universe right now who is in such knows? flux and nebulous bullshit that I, I don't even know anymore. Oh, also, uh, we buy the rights to E.L. James and kick her off the fucking set because that's how Hollywood works. Yes. 
We bought your book. We bought the rights of the book. We didn't buy the rights to you. Get the fuck out. Sorry, of here. <laughs> you, you bought. You said. You said we buy the rights to E L J. And then yeet her into and the ocean. Yeet her into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I god! I said what we, I said. We 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 have E L James sign a very specific release that she's obviously not going to read, and every day she is led into the into the basket of a trebuchet. <laughs> Just, just some some things I wanted to explore and themes are shame, uh, conforming to social norms, conforming to uh, family norms, and sexual awakening. Oh, it's kind of like the, all of that's kind of in the original text a little bit, mm-hmm. and largely disappears. In the film. For more, we had to make room for titties. Uh, I mean, I, that's what the that's what the unrated cut did. I made, made for, room for actually, I should just say no. It made room for 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 titties and more crying. That's what I've heard about it. It was yeah. like, more titties, more crying. That's it, basically. Um, I initially thought about setting this in the 90s just so that, like, her complete lack of knowledge of what the fuck BDSM is makes more sense. You know, when the internet was still young, but also then I didn't – I've been watching the X-Files and, like, seeing Scully's various 90s hairdos is making me sick. Um <laughs> And I don't know if I want to watch a BDSM thing from the '90s. Like I've seen '90s porno, and it's yeah. I, I think I think keeping it in the time that it's already set, like 2011, mm-hmm. is like still the internet is rife with everything that she would need to know. But she's also like a very reserved, virginal, so uh, poor college student. Instead, what I did was I made her from a very religious family from the Midwest. Oh, so that she has not only been repressed sexually. Um, she also has a lot of shame from like her family saying like you know the, touching the wieners b- b- makes guilt. jazz jazz Catholic is guilt Catholic guilt Catholic guilt <laughs> <laughs> things I didn't know I'd be chanting today or would cause um, a spike in most the suggested uh, Olivia Wilde for director she did Booksmart I think that would actually be a really good idea yeah um, I support Wilde. that. And I I like that more than Patty Jenkins. I do too. Yeah, uh, Olivia Wilde, you're hired. You're hired, Olivia. Some other things I I changed. Uh, I moved Christian up to his early 30s because he's a big boy businessman, and being 27, I'm like, I what? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Child prodigy billionaire. <laughs> right. I also made it so that like he's not the head of the company, but he's like on the board of directors. So. But his father is the head of the business, so he has all this pressure to conform, conform to live up to his father's bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. And ah, nepotism. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, I can we put her in grad school rather than undergrad? Don't spoil it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I also so like the abuse, not. Hot, steamy subdom shit that happened with his mom's friend uh-huh. has made it really hard for him to maintain a socially normal relationship. Okay. Um, she did not. This is a big change. She did not teach him BDSM. Mm-mm. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that they're like, oh, he was introduced to lifestyle through sexual abuse. Yeah. Um. No. By, by a child molester. By a child molester. Yeah. You, you don't. You don't fuck fifteen-year-olds. So that happens. He finds that the only way he feels comfortable expressing his sexuality is through BDSM. His mother is still friends with that woman. 
and she yeah. is in she, the, she works in the business. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so so they're still kind of like they're they're framed as like business partners okay. in the uh, in, like in the actual text. Okay, but the uh, yeah, so but I guess with the way this is framed now, that kind of keeps that element a little like that I think was lost in the film. Yeah, it, it is, and it, like he doesn't have the like whimsical memory of her that is a present. I mean, he, he fucking shouldn't. He shouldn't. Yeah, he he feels trapped. Uh, basically, if he's not in his like sex dungeon, he feels trapped because he's at work with his father, yeah. the people who expect him to be like his father, and his abuser. Anna is in her late fifties, or yeah, late fifties. Um, <laughs> how do you like that? Uh, played by Helen Mirren. Um, <laughs> uh, Anna is in her late twenties. She's in grad school for journalism. She comes from a very religious Midwest family. Uh, she's anxious about graduating, as it's likely she will have to return to her hometown to take care of her mother. Her mother has still not given up, uh, has not forgiven her for turning down her high school boyfriend's proposal. Oh, yeah, interesting. Okay, so is she is she still a virgin, or is she, or, or did, were they like more serious? They were more and... serious because like we don't fucking need that aspect. Yeah, you really don't. Um, like you can have somebody who's like sexually inexperienced without being a virgin. Yeah. Um, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me in college. Just, oh, I thought you were saying like right now. <laughs> oh no, I'm fine now. Just I, uh, I thought I wasn't fine then. It was just like <laughs> very few boobies were touched. I get it. Some, you know, but some, some, yeah. Light boobage. <laughs> uh, so Anna, again, she's a journalism major. The only reason she gets the interview is because her roommate, who is still shitty in this, has kind of like caught wind that Christian Steele, Gray, fuck, I even did it in the script, is a pervert. Oh. Uh, Oh, so she's so she's pawning yeah. Anna off on the creeper. Yeah, she's like, oh, hey, like, I know you've been struggling to, like, make a name for yourself because she's still, like, semi-introverted and it's not always the best thing to do when you're in journalism major. So she's like, here, you can have this, the pervert interview. Huh. So she does, she goes, she go, but when she goes to his office to meet him, there's no receptionist, there's no one there to greet her. So she's like, I guess I'll, like, knock on the door and, like, start to open it. And when she does, the secretary, who's male, leaves. And uh, behind the secretary, Christian's, like, putting his tie back on, uh, implying that they had just, like, fucked around. Yeah. I needed this to be gayer. <laughs> Fair. Which is something I realize I've been saying on a lot of our episodes, but it could be gayer. I, I agree. It could, yeah. Yeah. This movie was so hetero, and like I'm straight, but it it, was, it made me sick. <laughs> Anna Anna's like feels like she's seen it before. She's like, I know I've seen you somewhere before, but she can't put her finger on. It. And Christian feels similarly. The interview goes about the same, but like Anna's not so fucking miserably submissive. Like she gives it back to him a little bit. Okay, like he's being a douche, but she's like pushing back. So it's a little bit more fun than just seeing him like talk shit to this child. And, and then, she's also actually a journalism student. And she's actually and a journalism so student. So she knows a little bit more of what, what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. Like she um, read the questions beforehand. So like uh, I, they do it a little bit in the movie, but the, the interview switches so that Christian's doing the interviewing. And I want to push that further. Mm, okay. So that they're, they're getting to know each other earlier in the film. Sure. Jose and shitty roommate, who I refuse to learn that person's name, are dating in this? Is Katie. The shitty roommate are are dating. Okay. 
And when Anna gets home, the shitty roommate and Jose are like fucking around. And Jose's pissed because he was supposed to go with shitty roommate to take photos for the magazine. And oh, so he like wasn't informed correct. that there was, that the interview had been pawned off on on Anna. Yeah, so okay. He's, he's a dick about it. But like, what are you gonna do? Later at the job, Anna runs into Christian, and that's when it clicks where she's seen him before. This is where he gets his pervert shit. Huh. So she's coming into that moment more front-loaded, like she's already caught in wind of... The... I don't know that she knows what it's for, but that's where she's seen him before. Hmm. So it's not like he hasn't, like, been stalking her and goes to her place of work. That's just where he goes to get his pervert shit. Ah. Hmm. Could he get it off his Amazon? Absolutely. But maybe he just likes to feel the fibers between his fingers first. I don't fucking know. It's a stupid movie. <laughs> I also changed it so that Jose's family are the people who run the hardware store. Specifically, Jose's brother is kind of like in charge of everything. Okay. But this will become important later. But like they run into each other. There's like an awkward conversation. And she kind of like stumbles into like, oh, I am completely forgot to like take pictures. And he's like, oh, like what was missing for me from the movie was like people are awkward. Yeah. And like flirting can be awkward. So... Add a little bit of that in there. Conversation can be awkward. Existence can be awkward. Just being a human in a meat suit's hard. Super hard. (laughs) (laughs) My brain changed that to like meat cute. (laughs) Is my meat suit cute? Meat 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 cute suit. Uh, So the photo shoot goes about the same. Um, You didn't say yes. Oh yeah, no, you have a great meat suit. Thank you. My favorite meat suit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, photo shoot goes about the same. She offers to get Christian dinner to, like, pay him for his time. And he's like, it's fine. Okay. I mean, I'm rich, but it's fine. It's fine. He's like, how about how about coffee? Because he's hesitant to, like, go into this. Like, because he's a pervert. And he <laughs> has some hesitations about dating a vanilla. Does he? Did, so did they already, like, kind of establish the, her kind of lack of experience then? You can smell it on her. What? <laughs> What flavor is pervert? Strawberry. How many times do we have to have this it's conversation? Stra- yeah, no, it's strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the gears in your head turn. Well. Wild. It's my well, favorite ice cream. I was like, okay, we got vanilla, strawberry. All we're missing is some chocolate for some Neapolitan. <laughs> but we did talk about the lack of diversity in yeah. this movie, so. God, can you imagine getting a tub of Neapolitan and it's just strawberry mm. and vanilla? <laughs> <laughs> racist ice cream my favorite well uh, come on now <laughs> sorry so they go to they go they go to get coffee they kind of like sure. meet in the middle they get talking about like blah 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 what do you go to school for she's like oh I'm, I'm going out I'm attending from out of state like I don't really know anybody like I'm she's been trying to get in and out of school as quickly as possible without fucking around literally fuck around find out and she, she she's um <laughs> she she like tries to ask him about the uh, the man who left the office, but she's clumsy because uh-huh. she's not she's like socially awkward and she's like gay, straight, European. Like what's going on? European. Um, <laughs> he's like, I just don't do relationships, not like that. And that that's when she puts it together. When she's like, ah, the stuff at the hardware store, um, the the boy toy at the office. You say you don't do relationships like that, and she's a little disappointed. By this she doesn't like outright judge him as like some creep and she's like could you be persuaded and he takes her finger 
runs it along his lower lip and then bites. She recoils and he says, there's your answer. Hmm. It's a more cinematically interesting moment. So she thinks he's gay until he nibbles her finger. She suspects she doesn't know. I imagine there's a bit more explanation in there. Yeah. Like what we understand from the scene is not that he's she thinks he's gay, but that she puts it together that he has she's he's kink. Like he's into kinky shit. That he is kink. That he the embodiment is kink. Of king, kink. King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that sounds like it could be like a Marvel like villain, written by superhero, Garth, anti-hero. Garth Ennis. <laughs> uh, the like antihero of like sexual awakening shows up with like whips and chains. Written by written Alan by... Moore. <laughs> yeah, you just change the writer. That's all. Um, <laughs> he does give her a card though, like his business card, and he writes on on the back of it his personal number, saying like. I know this like magazine editor. If you ever need like a hand getting in somewhere, okay. like give me a call. They leave both kind of like we're there's some connection there, but like it's not gonna work out because he's a pervert and I'm a vanilla. Um, I'm a strawberry. Strawberry and vanilla don't mix. They, they do. They're right. delicious. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the next day she does receive the books, but and there's like a like a gift card that's like sorry for biting you. No. Um, you know, adding a little bit of cute to this weird pervert. <laughs> that night, <laughs> that night when they go out, she goes to like text him. She's drunk. She's like goes to text him like thank you for the books, but she accidentally like hits call and she's like ah oh, shit yeah been there. <laughs> and and he's like concerned, but he's not a douchebag about it. And like later on, we learn, and I guess this was in the movie, and I just completely missed it that like his mother has like a drinking problem. Well, uh, no, no, his his mother had a crack problem. <laughs> crack and we maybe use some not nice language yeah well especially in the book the, the, bo- the book is way worse but all uh, right really? yeah yeah and so he he's he's hesitant to to get involved with somebody who maybe abuses alcohol sure he's got hang-ups about substance abuse Correct. which sure i get that yeah um not Been long there. after the f- <laughs> not long after the phone call that's when jose gets handsy Oh, so now he's also he's he's not only getting handsy, he's also he's also cheating. Yes. Mm. Anna Have tries we made to Jose White or is he We can make him purple. He's purple now. And his name is Jeff. Jeff the Purple Man. Jeff. Jeff Purpleman. <laughs> Jeff Purpleman. So Jeff gets handsy <laughs> and Anna's like tries to tell her roommate because she thinks they're friends, but the roommate's shitty, so she gets shitty. Hmm. Uh, so then Anna like parts to panic cause she, they just got into like a fight and say, like, I can't go home. And like Jose's Jeff's brother is my boss. So she's panicking. She's like, the only person I fucking know in this fucking state besides these two idiots is this, this rich pervert. This rich pervert. <laughs> yeah. So she, and he, she doesn't even like ask to stay over. She's like, can you just give me a ride to like, can you like call me a ride? To, to like a hotel or something. Yeah. And he like, he goes to like pick her up. Not Taylor himself. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Taylor had the night off. Taylor had the night. I do. Taylor's absolutely in there, but I think it's a little bit more personal to have him show up rather than. Rather than his driver. Right. It's still a nice fucking car. Oh, sure. Um, so he like picks her up, puts her in the driver's seat, puts his coat over her. She passes out before she's able to give him a direction of like where to go. So she wakes up in a hotel room bed in different clothes. 
She spots Christian sleeping on the fucking couch. Good. That's precisely how that should happen. What an easy switch that was to make it not fucking creepy. She it's, does. It's like it's like people have been sleeping on couches for like as long as there've been couches. I've I've been in this situation. Yeah. I've been in this situation like, hey, like you aren't able to get home. You can crash here. I'll sleep on the couch. Yeah. I've I've done that for people. Like that is not a hard thing to do. I've also been in the reverse where I'm like, I'm the top Yeah, I've also been that drunk idiot. <laughs> Just... They're like, there's the floor, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh God, remember the days where you'd go, like go to somebody's house, you didn't even like know them hardly, and you'd end up like sleeping on their dirty ass floor. Yeah. Oh, college. The the New Year's Eve party before I met you. Well, it was a real bad one, but and Caleb from making a martini passed out on his floor. With a dinner tray as a pillow. Comfy. It wasn't bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So she wakes up and she's in different clothes and she starts to panic. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I mean, it's a little weird, but I I, I paid a cleaning lady like a small fortune to, to like, like help you help you out of your clothes. <laughs> I like that. That's a little more considerate. Yeah. But also very weird for everyone involved. Right. <laughs> He's like, you were in puke. You were not wearing a whole other. Mm-hmm. Um, your your clothes are folded and nicely cleaned. Because <laughs> rich people have things at hotels. Yeah. Of course. But like, still, she's like, I can't go home yet. And I can't go to work. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he's like, you can stay at my place. Like, I'm never there. No one else is ever there. Except Taylor, who's Except everywhere. for Taylor, who's everywhere. <laughs> um, is Taylor just the uh, Alfred? Basically. Yeah. 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 And th- this is where we kind of like deviate the most from the story. Okay. Wherein Anna, Anna starts to crash at Christian's place, almost like Beauty and the Beast style, where he's like, you can go anywhere in the castle. Except, Except there. there. <laughs> Except the East Wing. Except the East Wing. Except my the... fu- uh, playroom. <laughs> where I keep my models. <laughs> <laughs> it's my miniature painting set up. It's very specifically organized. I know where every brush goes. Do not touch. For folks who can't see, I'm just staring <laughs> You're, at Jack. You are allowed to come in. You're just... Step carefully. <laughs> that shelf isn't very stable. It's not very don't, stable. Don't, like, walk over there. Just, like, be careful. Every morning, okay. Bushy comes in, rubs her fucking face on it, and knocks over Winston from Ghostbusters. <laughs> Oh, that's just rude. It's always him, and I'm like, <laughs> just... it feels personal, Bushy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, like, in, in the course of her, like, being forbidden to go there and, like, them kind of, like, living near each other but also being awkward human beings because he's still trying to, like, not be a fucking creep. Yeah. Um, But they, like, clearly have tension. They start to build a relationship. They do end up, like, making out in the fucking elevator. Okay. Um, but not just before, like, a weird discussion of potential paperwork and... Right. Yeah. I mean, th- it's after that that he's like, so if you are thinking about maybe doing this, then doing we sign a contract. Sex. So, like, Anna does eventually break the rules and enter the Red Room, because that's how stories go. Sure. Um, Christian finds out, and this leads to her first spanking. She leaves the room speechless, but later that night, Christian sees that the red room door is slightly ajar. He goes inside to see Anna, a bratty look on her face, bent over, 
expectantly. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then the, from here's it's like, oh, Act Three, Softcore. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, like, I didn't want to write out a full full script, but like the, between the Softcore, this is where we'd learn a lot of the the family issues, like. Her family is very has a lot of like religious trauma and sexual guilt. I imagine that would kind of come out as like they're approaching her grad school graduation and she's like getting in touch with them, mm-hmm. trying to figure out who's coming to what and yeah. arguments ensue. And I, I think that like her family does come into town so they can have that confrontation rather than them not, which is yeah, like the, the excuses. You know, James, you want to raise the stakes, not lower them. Yeah, like the the excuses for her mom and. Uh, Bob, Bob, I think was his name. Yeah, uh, not coming. I think I don't think it's really covered very well in the movie. Isn't he like sick or something? I he forget. broke his leg. Okay, oh, so they yeah, do yeah. cover it. Okay, yeah, that's basically what happened in the book too. Is like he injured his leg, and for some reason that means he can't travel. Just, and for some reason, him breaking his leg means she can't. Means she travel. can't travel. Yeah. Is she written as like a shitty mom in the book? Not shitty, but like more concerned about the D than. Kinda, yeah. Like, uh, like she, get that Bob D. she tends to be more preoccupied with her with her man than uh, than than anything else. Because she's see, like on her fourth husband. I remember that and being then... an unnecessary detail. Yeah, no, she comes to town with Bob. She can still be interested in Bob D, but like <laughs> Bob D, Bob D. I don't know. When when Anna's <laughs> like, oh, who do I take to this dinner? Can't take my friend or my friend's boyfriend. Because they're all terrible. They're all terrible, and somehow hijinks ensue, and which leads Christian to being there, which then makes it super tense because her mom has weird religious issues, and then vice versa for his fam. Ooh, does she show up with like a hickey? Yeah, that'd be good. Just yeah, just like a plain fucking hickey, and her she she winces as she sits down, <laughs> or she got has the hemorrhoids the... acting up again. <laughs> <laughs> or she I got has... some preparation H out in the car. <laughs> Bob, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Or she has the like rope marks across her wrist. Oh, the tie imprint. Uh huh. Sure, sure. We're yeah. we're writing this. We're ready for the kinky shit. <laughs> Last paragraph. <laughs> Anna does sign the fucking contract. But it becomes clear that all Christian wants is to have a subdom relationship. And she starts, she begins to break down, thinking that a subdom relationship is only about being hurt. She has Christian flog her. And then after that, I have ending? Hmm. Oh, we're uh, ending on a cliffhanger for books uh, two uh, Which and three. Like, we don't do here. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck to do. I mean, I have no intention of watching or reading any more of this. Would this you like series. to know? They would you like to know the spoilers? I, Actually, yeah. Go sure. ahead. Go ahead and spoil the shit out of them. They fall in love and get married, and she accidentally gets pregnant because when they travel on their honeymoon, she's taking a birth control pill versus an IUD, and so with the twelve-hour time change. <laughs> Uh, they kind of foreshadow that in the first book because she start she starts on the pill, but she starts on it while she's in Georgia. So when she gets back to fucking Seattle, she's like, "Oh, the times are weird. I gotta get used to that." 
because they go to like Greece or somewhere and like there's some big time difference. And then because he's like, but uh, we get married, but absolutely no kids. And then they have kids and then they build this big, beautiful house and live happily ever after. That's predictable as hell. Do they yeah. still do kink shit? Yeah, they have an entire room still that yeah, their kids right. aren't allowed in. I think they have multiple <sighs> children's. You know what? Fuck them. Fuck E.L. James. Fuck Chris Steele Gray Dom. No, uh, leave Chris Steele out of this. L- oh, He's sorry, Chris Steele. Right. No, you're right. You're right, bud. Uh, <laughs> she leaves, gets back together with her high school boyfriend, gets fat, has six kids, is miserable for the rest of her life. He drinks himself to death six months later. <laughs> Wait, this is six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he dies six months later. She she. I don't like this. Okay, so he he drinks himself to death six days li- six days <laughs> days. <laughs> he six... goes on a fucking bender with Ben Kissel. <laughs> Just tries tries to it. keep up with him. Mistake number one. <laughs> no, you're done. No, no, you're not done. done. Not done yep, yet. You're done. This I fucking hate movies. This. Yeah, yeah. You I were do too. Fixing it. I killed and them. I was, the end. I was so into it. What? Who are you, George R. R. Martin? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. No, George R. R. Martin would have them be happy, and then one of them die. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they he go full red wedding. They on have this shit. makeup sex in the elevator, and then the cable breaks, and they die. <laughs> you know, they never did get around to that elevator sex. Yeah. I just wanted to end. I the end, end, it's done. No more ruining. We end with a cliffhanger. There's no sequel. Okay, fine. It's one of those movies that ends on a cliffhanger because they thought there was going to be a sequel and there wasn't one. <laughs> the fans write a bunch of fan fiction. It's circular. It. It's circular. <laughs> the movie ends on a cliffhanger, but no sequels ever made. So the fans make fan fiction about what would have happened. Oh, my God. Is this like the inception? Like yeah. Inception of like... Fan- fanception. It's fanception. Where do we just continue to write... More... Fan fiction upon Based. fan fiction. Mm. And then the fan fiction written about Fifty Shades of Grey gets turned into a movie called Twilight. Going down an elevator. Going down an elevator. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, Belinda, where would you like? Uh, this one got away from us a little bit, I think. <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. Uh, Belinda, where can people find you? <laughs> On Instagram at Belinda Bees, where B is the Bees is B E E Z Z. Ah, Christ on a cracker. Um, <laughs> and you, there, my link tree is there where you can find not you can find all my shenanigans of the things I write about consent and healthy relationships and consent and boundaries and porn at, and porn. Multiple sections on porn. Your neighborhood perv. Um, <laughs> and you can find that at oldneymagazine.com. Every neighborhood has a perv, and I just happen to live with her. <laughs> You're welcome. So before we officially wrap up, there is something uh, that we there is something we need to discuss. Oh, right. So we ran a poll. In last episode, we decided, based on, on a, a disagreement on what the hell counts as a movie we're going to cover, mm-hmm. that we were going to let you decide what we were going to to actually cover for the season one finale, which is going to be our next episode. So I have two things to cover regarding that. First, I have a bone to pick with Survey <laughs> Monkey. 
if you use SurveyMonkey for surveys and you want to see more than the first 10 results that come in, you have to pay money. I was not aware of that because it's been literally years since I last used SurveyMonkey. So fuck you, SurveyMonkey. Eat we, a dick. So we had we had, not a whole lot of people voted. We had eleven votes. So that one last vote, I don't know what you voted for. So I apologize to that if what I'm about to reveal does not match up with what you voted. But at that point, it had been pretty well decided because within the first ten votes, the spread was eight to two. We're covering Thunder Force. <laughs> For the se- the season finale. Apologies to anybody who voted, for the two of you that I'm aware voted for Diana the Musical, but it's not a movie. <laughs> it's, it's a musical. The, and, and a recording of a stage musical. And a recording of a stage musical. So the people have spoken. Democracy prevails. <laughs> we will... Thunder Force. <laughs> I don't want to nope. chant that. Nope. <laughs> I just so Force we'll, the thunder. So uh, we will be covering Thunder Force next week. In the meantime, follow us for any updates on uh, on our social media. We are at Derazzled Pod on Twitter, uh, Derazzled Podcast on Facebook, Derazzled underscore Podcast on Instagram, and Dollboy Jack on TikTok. For all that special stupidity that Jack puts together for us, you can email us at derazzledpodcast at gmail.com to let us know what you think of the fixes, uh, to chide us for what we've just done here tonight, or to uh, suggest movies for uh, that we should cover in season two. Please let us know. We want to know what you want to see. We have a few ideas for some things already, but going to be a big season. All those things, plus more. Plus, please Next review time. it. Yeah. Also, please review the show wherever you can. Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser. Review us on Podchaser this month. 25 cents goes to help the people of Ukraine. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So that's that's very cool. We'll also be responding to those mm-hmm. as much as we can to help increase those donations. And uh, join us next time where we'll be sure to razzle-dazzle you. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Good night, everybody.